the iHeartMedia Complex on WTKS-FM, HD1, Coco Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. It is hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It is the start of the Phillips File. This one for Monday. That's Monday, June fourth, in the year twenty eighteen. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever your stuff might happen to be. News, current events. We'll handle that. We'll talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine, and we'll find many other things to discuss. We always do around here, so take part of the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of Florida. Pick us up on iHeartRadio. Go to realradio.fm. That's our website. Check that out. You can follow me, of course, on Twitter at Real Jim. Send us a text on anything at any time. I promise we'll look at it. We'll read it. We may use it on the air. That's Real Mobile 77031. On the phones, long distance, toll free, one 978 1041 For those of you in the Metro, 407-916-1041. Moe's here. She has news in a few minutes. Yes, sir. Jack is with us. Pinkman is here as well. Later in the program, right after the news with Mo, a bonus round of closest to the pin, your opportunity to win a You Matter business card guaranteeing you good fortune for the rest of your life. Uh, we've got Jack's audio file today. We've got, I think, Monday Movie Review. You never know with these guys, but <laughs> usually they show up, Wansi and Doug, for Monday Movie Review. Regular round of closest to the pin. Stephen Kramer, attorney at law at 6. And then some drive-home music and PPT to wrap things up at the end of the program. A couple of things to get out of the way before we get to the heart of the matter. Thanks to Beambo Bakeries. I wasn't here at the time. Get my ticker checked on Thursday. And uh, once again, thanks to Scott Maxwell for filling in in as host on Thursday. Hope you all had a good time. We did. I did not have an opportunity to listen because (laughs) I was at death's door. Oh, for Pete's sake. Well, you recovered well. Yeah. I told uh, told Dr. Death, get away, (laughs) Brujo. You did, huh? Get away, Brujo. Not yet, dog. (laughs) So anyway, thanks to uh, Scott Maxwell and the rest of you for uh, filling in during that day off Thursday. And thanks to Beambo for dropping off. Would they drop off a thousand donuts? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Right. Yeah. They own Entenmann's and Entenmann's. Donut and holes and big everything. donuts. And I've had my fill already today. Thank you very much. That was last Friday. It was That's National Donut time. Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we appreciate that. Uh, they're good friends of the file and uh, really the whole radio station. It's always a great treat when Bimbo drops by with donuts. Let's see what we got going on. Um, Lions lost. Um, so they're in sixth place now. Second, I think sixth place, sixth, seventh mm-hmm. place, something mm-hmm. like that. I think sixth. And uh, who do they play? They've got to play Montreal. They've got to play Atlanta. Montreal Vancouver. Twice. They go on the road to Vancouver. First, Jim, they're playing this Wednesday in Miami as part of the, the Open Cup. 
So it's a non-MLS game, but the team travels to Miami. Okay. Then they go to Vancouver gotcha. for Saturday. Then Montreal. And then Montreal the next and Wednesday. Back. And then and then home for Montreal. Okay, and then to Atlanta. Yes. Okay. Four out of five weeks or five out of six weeks. So we wish them the, the best. They're just having a kind of a slump. And uh, this happens in sports. Anybody who follows any kind of sports. Yeah. Uh, so watch when it comes to bets with Pinkman because I bet him that the Capitals – would win game number two in the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs, uh, championship game, Stanley Cup. Uh, and the Capitals are now leading the series two to one. So you got that one. But then I lost a dollar because of the Supreme Court today. <laughs> and the, the gay bakery or the gay. Because I, I thought the uh, <laughs> the uh, Supreme Court would rule against the Colorado baker who refused to sell a cake to the gay couple. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in a seven to two ruling. The uh, justices ruled in favor of the baker. So it's a walk. That's a very complicated ruling, and uh, we're not the type of show really that can get into the legal specifics of what took place. But essentially, I lost that dollar, so it's a wash. Scratched yes. it off the list, so you're okay this week. Thank you. I would encourage everybody. I can't get into this as much as I would like to, but maybe I can bring it back here and there because this is a gigantic ripoff. <laughs> and congratulations to uh, Beth Kassib and her uh, colleagues at the Orlando Sentinel. They ran a second <clears throat> story in a series of reports on charter schools here in uh, in Central Florida. And uh, I'll just here's here's how, if if you haven't had the opportunity, uh, go to the internet, look it up. If you got Sunday's paper, you didn't read the story, I would encourage you to read the story. This is a gigantic ripoff. It's a gigantic ripoff to the students. It's a gigantic ripoff when it comes to taxpayers. It's just a gigantic ripoff, in my opinion. She writes, along with her colleagues, some private schools in Florida that rely on public funding teach students that dinosaurs and humans live together, Mm -hmm. that God's intervention prevented Catholics from dominating North America and that slaves who knew Christ were better off than free men who did not. Uh, this is the second in a series of reports that she's talking about the $1 billion. This is $1 billion in state scholarships that go to many of these. Uh, the, most of them are Christians, so-called, quote, Christian schools, these uh, charter-slash-voucher schools. <clears throat> and this is $1,000 that essentially what happens is, from what I can gather, uh, corporations in the state of Florida fund the program, but then get a tax write-off. But be that as it may, whatever it comes down to, the state of Florida, meaning the public schools are losing out on a billion dollars a year. These are unregulated schools. You don't have to have a teacher's certificate to teach at these schools. These uh, students at these schools are not state-tested to see if they're accomplishing anything. Many of the teachers who teach at these uh, at these voucher-slash-charter schools uh, most of them, from what I can gather, do not have a, uh, a college degree, do not have a, do not need a teacher certificate. In some cases, some of the teachers are convicted felons, and these kids are not getting a quality education. What they are, in my estimation, this is my term, not uh, not the report. They are madrasas. They are Christian madrasas. They are religious schools that teach a bunch of hokum. Uh, to these kids. Uh, let's see uh, what we have here. Among other things, jeez, uh, I'm just, it's too long to list everything that uh, that some of these schools are uh, are teaching. Um, 
something about Darwin. Yeah, go ahead and find a couple. Let me find a couple as well. These these are children who, for the most part, will not be ready for college. Now, they might be ready for a half-assed religious school someplace, but they are not ready for state university. They are not qualified, nor will they be qualified to go to a, to a, a, a bona fide college or state university. Jim, one of the uh, workbooks ex- exclaimed or explains that Noah likely took smaller baby dinosaurs onto his ark and that the Loch Ness monster likely was real, perhaps a plesiosaur. You're sending a dangerous message <laughs> to these students who don't know any better. Uh, their parents, for one reason or another, I, either they don't want them to be in a public school or they want them to be in a Christian, Protestant, evangelical, Christian-based uh, educational system. That's what they want. They want them in that bubble. I'm telling you right now, your children will grow up to not be able to operate or be qualified to work and to live in a multicultural, multi-religious society. They are teaching a. They say the Loch Ness monster was probably a dinosaur. That I mean, it's it just goes on and on and on and on. Bible passages, rock art, and ancient evidence seem to describe man's accounts of living with dinosaurs. This kind of hokum just goes on and on. I I can't get into this the, the complete. I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. But if you have not read this story. Either go to the Sentinel's website, it is there, or if you didn't read it, you have Sunday's paper, it's the top, it's the top of the fold story. Uh, private school's curriculum downplays slavery, says human and, humans and dinosaurs live together. And it goes on and on and on. And ask yourself, after reading this, whether these children, who are paid essentially through your taxpayer dollars, this is a waste of money. Yeah. This shortchanges the public school system. But maybe that's how they want it. Maybe that's how, you know, I've always said, you know, Florida politicians want to keep people stupid. They want to keep people dumb because when you keep them dumb and you keep them stupid, they usually don't vote. This is this is just this is just nonsensical. The lessons taught at these schools, the report says, come from three Christian publishing companies whose textbooks are popular on many of the of about 2000 campuses that accept and often depend on nearly $1 billion in state scholarships. They found numerous instances of distorted history and science lessons that are outside mainstream academics. These books denounce evolution as untrue. Uh, One shows a cartoon of men and dinosaurs together, telling students the biblical Noah likely brought baby dinosaurs onto the ark. The science books they added seem to discourage students from doing experiments or even asking questions. If your kids are in one of these schools, if you send one of your kids to one of these schools, you're dumbing down your kid is what you do. You're shortchanging them when it, when it comes to their publication, uh, education. Besides this, you are shortchanging the public education system in the state of Florida. We're way behind the eight ball when it comes to financing anyway. And this takes, I guess, if you could see it this way, takes a billion dollars away from the Florida public education system. This is an absolute disgrace. These kids aren't tested. There's no, there's no accountability. The teachers, many of them, most of them are not qualified to teach. Mm-hmm. And this is okay with everybody? How is this okay with everybody? If you want to teach uh, your children this, uh, this babble, teach them at your own expense in your own home. 
Enough of, enough of this nonsense. Now, this is the second report. The first report that they issued essentially was saying the facilities where these kids go to school are crumbling. They're falling apart. They don't have computers. They don't have, uh, they, they, they don't have supplies. The, the teachers are not qualified. Congratulations to the Orlando Sentinel. For this particular uh, series of reports, I have a strange feeling it's not over with. What politician, go to any politician, most of them Republicans say, justify this for me somehow. You justify this for me somehow and see what the response is. This is nonsensical. We're raising through these schools a bunch of people who will not be qualified to be responsible citizens in this society. Let's see what else we're going to Jim, talk about. The Florida Department of Education does not track the curriculum. No. Because it's Florida law prohibits the department from asking about regulating academics in these charter you schools. You don't have to have a qualified teacher. They're not tested. They're not, no uh, they're not tracked. There's no oversight whatsoever on anything. It's just, here's some money. I'm going to open up a charter school. Here's some money. Do whatever you want because we don't have anything to do with it. We're not responsible. You want to open up a, a, a charter school and just focus on uh, on creationism and, as you see, you know, just teach Noah's mm. Ark from morning till night. Go ahead and do it. Here's some more money. We'll take it away from the public education system and we'll and we'll give it to these half-ass, half-baked charter schools that teach nothing at all. Third grade, they're doing coloring books. Third grade, they're doing coloring books. I don't have a problem with them doing art projects. But to determine their reading level by coloring a banana yellow and an apple red does not tell me if they can read and or comprehend. Read this story Ridiculous. in the Sentinel and ask and and and, 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 and ask yourself whether you're pissed about this. I think you will. I don't know whether you got into the Samantha B story uh, last week or whatever. We can talk about that a little bit more as well. Time for a break, and then we'll get the news. Then we'll have that bonus round of closest to the pin. Cool down, Jim. Settle down. It's your, it's your heart you got to think about. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. He's got the news that ain't gonna bore ya. Here's Moira, here's Moira, here's Moira. From around the globe to around the block, there's something special for ya. Here's Moira, here's Moira, here's Moira. Go check of the news. Here's Mo. Jim, the March for Our Lives uh, movement is not over. That was the movement started by the kids at Parkland after the shooting on Valentine's Day. And uh, this, the movement, let's just say the movement continues. That should be the headline. A day after four of the seniors at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School down in the Fort Lauderdale area um, were honored in an emotional graduation ceremony. The four who were killed, of course, in, in, the, uh, in the shooting. Student leaders of the anti-gun violence effort announced the next phase of this movement. Starting in a week or so, a week from Friday on the 15th in Chicago, the students will be going on a coast-to-coast bus tour this summer, encouraging young people to register to vote. They are planning 50 stops in more than 20 states, along with a separate tour in Florida that will make stops in all 27 
congressional district. So they are putting their summer on hold and they are actually going around and putting their money where their mouth is, right? They are taking their summer, going on a cross-country bus tour to encourage young people to vote. So, uh, you know, all around the uh, the topic of Jimmy gun Fallon gun. gave the commencement uh, address. That's my at, next story. Oh, I have it in the audio. Oh, and Mo and I had a disagreement. Do you think that Jimmy Fallon flew to uh, South Florida via a private airplane oh, or, or, or commercial? Mo says commercial. <laughs> yeah, you right. do this all the time. He took American. There's no I way. he took American. Yeah, I think he did. He probably took American. Maybe he took Southwest. I don't know. I'm sure he did. Took Delta. Just jumped Why? right on the plane. I would think commercial Why? first class. Yeah, I bet he did. I don't think he. he oh, he, he's. Nope. If, if, Don the NBC Amos, jet? If, Don, if Don Imus can afford net jets, you think that Jimmy Fallon doesn't have access to a charter jet? Access, ac- maybe, but I don't think he took it for this. Oh, maybe. So that net jets is like what? Like a shared, like you a timeshare? a one, yeah. A timeshare mm-hmm. on a private jet yes. kind of deal? You think that Jimmy Fallon is yes. going to go to the airport? He's going to stand in line yes. on TSA. He's going to do all that. No, no, they no. They may have a way I'll of getting him I'll in and out of there, but he's on the think? plane. Now, private, private, no. of course, private. Well, seniors from the school down in Parkland, uh, which uh, Mr. Holt goes. Uh, uh, I don't know what NBC does with him. I don't know. They are now graduates. Fallon's making more money than Lester Holt is. Right. Uh, I don't know the anchor Bringing of the nightly news. Yeah. Uh, it. It turns out they never mentioned who the graduation speaker was at Parkland High School, at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland. Oh, you are correct. A surprise. It was Jimmy Fallon. Did they know who he was? I think they did, yeah. Uh-huh. The kids? The kids did. Um, he had a message of inspiration. I know how, I hate to, I hesitate to read these stories, because I know how much you are jonesing to do a commencement speech. Anymore, Jim, I'm over it. Jimmy Fallon did, and he was funny, and he was inspiring, and uh, that's, that's cool. He says, uh, the, the line that I like that I, I was... Oh, here uh, it comes. You might as well tell. Moira will now deliver the audio file no, today. Go. No, no, cool. no, no, no. I don't know if this is the one you have. How do I know? He spoke for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, quote. My money's on yes. Okay. You won't be classmates anymore. You'll be adults who Facebook search each other at 2 in the morning for the next 10 years. End quote. Okay, I didn't have that. Okay, fine. See? <laughs> Thank goodness. All righty well, good for him. I'm, but that's no, was a nice sweet. surprise. It was really sweet and, yeah, very nice. The former school Better resource. Than some corporate yeah. type that just drones uh, on. You, you really want a celebrity, don't you? Yeah, of course. As opposed to, like, Alexander Haig. Ugh, thanks. Or, most, or, of the, most of the people, whether it's college or high school, mm-hmm. they don't know who these people are. They have, they have very mm-hmm. little, you know. I don't remember who was at mine. Very, you don't? very little. Nope. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No I idea. I didn't go to mine. But if it was a celebrity, I probably would have remembered. See? Like, oh, it's Queen Latifah. Huh. As soon as the grades came out, final exams. Yes. <laughs> I was on the triumph heading for South Florida. Oh, boy. The former resource school, school resource yeah, officer at Douglas, the former resource <laughs> officer, the one that got all of that grief for not rushing toward the yeah. shooter, right. uh, says he is continues to be haunted by that day. He was at first suspended, then he resigned after the sheriff said he never went in the building where the student was gunning down students and teachers willy-nilly with the AR-15. I think he retired to the tune of $120,000 a year. Scott Peterson is his name. He he tells the Washington Post he was looking for the shooter, but he never found him. He's aware of what the public thinks of him and says you're either a hero or a coward, and that's it. You can be nothing in between in the public's eyes. And, and I think that might be kind of right. You know, if he runs in and gets killed in the line of duty, he's a hero. If he doesn't and is looking for the guy to run out at, outside, that he's a he's a coward 
And, yeah. you know, or if he runs in and kills the shooter before he kills anymore, yes, he's yes. a hero. Of I don't course. know. Let me take a little break. More news with Mo, the birthdays, the food, the bonus round of closest to the pin, all upcoming on Real Radio 104.1. Got an email here from somebody who's going out to Ennis, Montana, uh, uh, you know, yeah. where Rust Fets is, uh-huh. for mm-hmm. that best beef jerky in the world. Yes, I do know. And uh, I said, well, you know, stop on by. It's great beef jerky. It's a wonderful part of the country, but be very careful because I think Mr. Rustfet wasn't too pleased. I think Mr. Rustfet liked his little family business and Rustfet, but he didn't like the idea all of a sudden the truckers and everybody else in the world stopping by there because he wanted to go fishing. He wanted to go hunting. Uh-huh. And uh, You think, gave him more business than he really wanted. Yeah, but <laughs> and he knew what I, th- to do I think with. you're right. So yeah. I'm fine. I'm happy. <laughs> and now alone. look at this. Leave me alone. However, uh, that was about, what, 10 years ago? Uh, I'm writing, Maybe 15. Him, writing him back. Mr. The old Mr. Rustfet, he might have you know, Passed headed on. west, but yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's in the Sorry. family. But, somewhere, well, but well. take it with a grain of salt when you go in there because hey, he might be I sour. hear from a guy on the radio in Uh-oh. Orlando. They said, "Get the hell yeah. out of here!" <laughs> they may just fire they first. They might just shoot yeah. ask you questions know. later. That's right. Today, Jim is June. The old 4th. man went crazy. He went absolutely bonkers because of people coming in here. Yeah. Get him, that guy. <laughs> start chasing. <laughs> <them. laughs> <laughs> like the Road Runner <laughs> and the Wiley Coyote or something. Yeah. Back to the news here. Uh, yeah. Today, June fourth. In 2018, and today is, well, there's two days, both of them good, different, but good. Uh, June 4th is National Cheese Day. So I think that's always a good time. Cheese, good source of protein. Don't worry so much about the fat, but it doesn't matter whether it's mozzarella, piece of American cheese on a grilled cheese, or whatever. Always a good time. Mm. Today, hats off to 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 the cheese people, because that's today. It's also Frozen Yogurt Day. Which is just, in my opinion, just as good as ice cream. Disagree. I don't know. Oh, some of it's really good. It's so good, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah of None course. of it's just as good as it's ice cream. It's just as good as ice cream. That oh. is so not what, true. What is it? What day? Frozen yogurt day. It and is she- not good as ice cream. Thank Nothing you. is as good as ice cream. Well, thank you for paying attention. <laughs> ice milk, sherbet, <laughs> yogurt, gelato. It's That's not. what I said. Frozen yogurt. It's yeah. not as good as ice cream. It's totally good. No. Yeah. It's good, but good. it's not as good as ice cream. Mm-hmm. So if you had a choice, yogurt or ice cream, what are you going to go with? Yogurt. Oh, ice cream. Wow. No, oh, because I, no, ice cream uh, all day. No, I'm talking about taste. Uh, oh, yeah. Low fetch, low fetch. Yeah, okay. Fine. It's also, I know you weren't paying attention. You were texting and stuff, but it's also cheese day, and I know you're a big fan of the cheese. Mm. I like cheese. I know. I don't need a lot of cheese. Whether it's mozzarella on a pizza, whether it's- I had some feta cheese on a salad see, today. See, perfect. Well, a little then, salty, but it was uh, good. Yeah, good time, right? Uh-huh. Overnight- about 12.30, 12.45, SpaceX launched another beautiful middle-of-the-night launch. Uh, they did not recover the first-stage booster. That was never on the plan. Uh, but it is successful. They they had some... Um, there were four days of delay. They got the technical things all hammered out, and they did not try to keep it... Uh, th- this is the second time they used the first-stage booster, so they didn't want to save it for now a third time. Uh, but anyway, it went up there successfully, and that's that's all good news. Um, let's see. Oh, you, oh. Uh, speaking of astronauts oh. and the, sp- oh, 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 I forgot to tell this. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, the, um, space program, SpaceX. Then I think of our U.S. Senator Bill Nelson because he was an astronaut. My husband looked at me after seeing a commercial and said, Bill Nelson was an astronaut? Yeah. And I said, yeah, he was an astronaut. He and Jake Varn from Utah went up in a shuttle. Same. Years ago, right? Uh-huh. I mean. Years and years ago, because that's his district, right? And so... Godspeed, Bill Nelson. Oh, that's John Glenn. Oh. Yeah, don't you think you ought to call him something else? If you're going to call the other Senate candidate, you know, Governor Baldy, 
Can't you refer yeah. to who? Bill Nelson? Yeah, yeah. spaceman. Come on, be fair and balanced. Oh, well, Governor, uh, Senator Governor Spaceman. What? Senator Spaceman. Spaceman. Okay, good. Uh, it Senator Max Headroom, whatever. Oh well, then it could be <laughs> Skeletor. He is trying to get the support of Puerto Ricans, as is Governor Baldy. They're fighting for the Senate seat, right? It's an absolute tragedy what's going on. Well, in, it turns in Puerto Rico. out that Bill Nelson picked up an endorsement today from Governor. I mean, Senator Spaceman uh, got the endorsement of Pete Roseo, the former governor of Puerto Rico and father of the current governor, announced his support for. Uh, Senator Spaceman at the appearance in both Tampa and down in Kissimmee, where there are lots of Puerto Ricans. Now people are going to have no idea who you're talking to. Nelson, talking Senator, about since you're using all of these Senator, cute names. Senator Bill Se- Nelson. Senator, Senator Bill Nelson, a.k.a. Senator Spaceman. They believe 137,000 Puerto Ricans yeah. who have left the island for the mainland. They say that the amount in Florida could be tens of thousands who came here following vote. the Hurricane Maria. Some people say Puerto Ricans have a great uh, track record of voting. Other people say, mm, not, not so, so much. Um, the summer driving season opened with the most expensive gas prices in four years. But those prices at the pump are beginning to trickle drip, drips and drabs lower. Thanks, Obama. Thanks to strong declines <laughs> in the price of oil. AAA reports the current statewide average for a gallon of regular 286 which is pretty good because it was really mm. flirting with $3 a week ago. Saudis and Russians are opening up the tap. Mm-hmm. Cheapest gas is in Punta Gorda, most expensive, Boca Raton. What's that per gallon on average? It's hard to you know, read these like stories two and three times. Right? 286. 286? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sun Pass. Now, this confused me when I saw this story and I, I, I saw signs out and I got something in my email because I'm a Sun Pass customer, right? So I have the little, you know, transponder or whatever it's called. They're about to take this whole thing offline to do some maintenance. Well, you ought to get E-Pass. Yeah, so time E-Pass. Oh. With E-Pass. Works in Florida, Georgia, and North Carolina. And what about South Carolina? I have no, no idea we don't know why. what happens over there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's happening, but for an entire week, if you have a Sun Pass like I do, mm-hmm. uh, they're not going to be able to swipe you or whatever. They're not going to be able to read it. Ah, suckers. Now, you can still use it, but it won't register on your account until next Monday. Don't freak out if you go on your your. Uh, oh, then it's like a thousand dollar draw. <laughs> well, no, but they're not taking all extra money. Get that pass. Just uh, stop in at any of the three lo- uh, three reload locations. Oh my god! On the four hundred eight, the four twenty nine, and the four seventeen. Don't freak. And a happy uh, e pass uh, uh, person will we'll hand give you, you a, a free new, e-pass. A new thing. It's a yeah. free e pass. It's nice. Mm. Save time, save money with e pass. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. Oh, boy. There's a sinkhole. They think it's a sinkhole on 434. Uh, in both directions, they had to close it. It's the 434 Ooh. out by Oviedo. Ooh, really? Uh, yeah, workers are trying to fix the road after a three-foot-wide hole formed over the weekend. They have really no- a sinkhole. Three, come on. Three feet wide? Yeah. Pothole. It's- Pothole. Yeah, well. No, it's straight down. They say it's many, many feet down. It's this wide now, but it's growing. The difference oh. is you stand on this side and suddenly you could be at the bottom of it. That's right. And it's very deep because people, you know, no, originally look at I'm just saying I think there ought to be some kind of uh, diameter measurement before one could call it a, I don't know a how sinkhole. Deep, deep, too? It's not just, uh, you know, east, west, north, south. Well, how deep? Deep. They said deep. They had the FTOT. Well, how deep does it have to be before it can be a sinkhole? How deep is your love? I don't know. BG's points. Why, why are you even Thank bringing you. that up? I don't know how deep. That's all I could think of. I say I hear the BG's in my head. Two feet, six feet. It's deep. That's all they say. Deep. I don't know. What is it caused by? 
Is it caused by? It's usually when the ground gets dry and then it rains. Vroom! The so, the sand yeah, is underneath. Is it a culvert opens. or something? Is there some kind? That's all I'm We're asking. asking. A lot of questions. Call Steve Olson. I think if a sinkhole is a natural yep. occurrence brought on by uh, the, by sucking the water the out of the aquifer. Yeah, collapse in the aquifer as opposed to a drainage pipe. Yeah. That's not a sinkhole. There are four Florida communities, Jim, considered to be among the most vulnerable in the country when it comes to cybersecurity threats. The ranking is based on a survey by some security firm, but seventh on the list is Jacksonville. West Palm Beach Fort Pierce is eighth. The Orlando Daytona Beach area is ninth most vulnerable metro area, and Tampa is tenth. We are four of the top uh, for danger of cybersecurity. Came up uh, with this one. Uh, one of these companies that does this kind of survey. Yeah, looking uh, for business uh, in Florida. Part of the concern in Florida involves the large concentration of defense service firms and financial services yeah, okay. firms. Whatever. That kind of thing. Pres- <laughs> Every time I mention this guy, the Trumpster. This guy. This guy. This guy says now, over the weekend, he comes out with this. He says, I can pardon myself. He made the comment on Twitter, actually, this morning. He said, why would I... Pardon myself. I haven't done anything wrong. Why would I even do that? Then he criticized it. He went back to the witch hunt, uh, you know, motif. uh, And he called the people who are in charge of the Russia probe 13 angry Democrats. But it turns out that most of them are Republicans. I don't know. There's another answer. People associated with you colluded with the with the with the Russians. There's not there's no question about that now. Right. Whether the the obstruction of justice occurred, we don't know that. But you colluded. These people showed up for a meeting Mm -hmm. with agents of the Russian Federation, thinking that they could get dirt on Hillary Clinton. I don't know how anybody else looks at it. I think that's collusion. You just didn't get anything out of it. And now it's come out after uh, after lying how many times that, in fact, he was the one who auth- uh, authored on the, the letter yep. about what his son uh, was up to. It was all about adoptions. They met with the, uh, with no. the Russians about adoptions. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a bold-faced lie. Yep. Somebody's going to jail. Oof. This, well, probably I don't think several, it's him. Several people are probably. Well, uh, they'll all be pardoned. That's true. That's what he did, too. He, you know, as he's well, pardoning then it's up people. To, then it's up to the country on whether they should press for impeachment. Mm. And the way things are going now, I don't think anybody has nah. the... You know. Nobody has the balls to do that. Mm-mm. No. The Trump the, party now. I did hear that. Yeah, they say it's not the GOP, it's the Trump, the Trump party. party. Yep. The Supreme... These lick-spittle bootlicks in, no. in Congress, yeah, you know, that. have no courage. I mean, a guy who, who dropped out of Speaker of the House, it's... John Boehner, said, this is not a party that I recognize He took an now. oath to defend the Constitution, not the president. Mm. Thank you. The Supreme Court, Jim, ruled in favor of a wedding cake baker who turned away yeah. a gay couple. Narrowly ruled. Now, the 7-2, you think, oh, 7-2, that's lopsided, right? Crushing defeat. No. It turns out they say it was a narrow ruling because the baker says he refused to do make this wedding cake because of his religious beliefs. The court said, though, that the Colorado Civil Rights Commission violated the baker's rights by displaying hostility about his religious beliefs. Yeah, they they, were critical of the commission. Yeah. The commission overstepped its authority. Right. what they're saying. Correct. The court, you know, did not set a major precedent with this one. They do not allow people to claim exemptions based on their religion. You can't, if it's a a photographer, if it's a florist, if it's a cake baker, you can't just claim that willy-nilly. That was not what this was about. The two people who were on the dissenting side were Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Sonia Sotomayor. The two women. Still a 7-2 ruling. It was, but it was like a very small piece of that story. Well, it happens all the time, but it's still a 7-2 ruling. That's correct. 
Uh, let's see. I mean, seven justices said. Mm-hmm. You can't force the guy to do it the way Sorry. this thing came to the thing. The Washington Capitals, Jim, uh, look to take a commanding series lead when they host the Golden Knights in game four of, of the hockey? Stanley Cup tonight. Nope. No. Mm-mm. I love it. So what is it now? It's three to one. These guys are all colliding into one, one another and fighting and swearing at one another. You know, they're all missing teeth. They're, these are rough customers. Yeah. Okay, so it's now two to one. I shouldn't, but I enjoy it. But the victory last night in this in the, was was three to one. I see where I got the three to one from Saturday night. Yeah, the series will shift back to Las Vegas for Game Five on Thursday. But uh, actually, tonight it's at the Cap One Arena. I don't know how the play-by-play guy even can tell it's a, uh, it's, it's a goal. It's, and how fast does this puck go in a mm. slap shot? What seventy? I don't know. At least fifty, seventy, a hundred miles. I have no idea. That's very fast. I don't know. Did you watch any basketball? Because that's also in the finals. No. Less interest in that. I have less. In, I have no oh, interest really? in basketball. Uh huh. Hockey. I you know Stanley. I think I, it's two nothing. It is Golden State to nah, Cleveland, but I don't give. I don't care. If Cleveland won Game One, then I'd be into this. But it. Oh, they screwed that up. Yeah. I'm just not into it. Thanks, Jr. I feel kind of bad for him though. Underwear. I feel bad for Jr. I don't know if he was just. He had a brain fart or something, and everybody's looking at him and making like, you know, what's wrong with you? Giving him the Bronx cheer. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. I like basketball. I can understand how that's played. I don't know hockey. Oh, my. What? Oh, my. Goodness. Maximum velocity of a hockey puck. Yeah, max. What, what is it? 110. Close, Mo. 108.8. Oh, points. Yeah, I'll not take. bad. Yeah. That's the record. Oh, oh. I got in the probably... Boston Bruins who slap shot clock at 108.8 <sighs> miles per hour. These guys are mean. One guy, you watch mean. it. The, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he gets uh, knocked down in front of the uh, goalkeeper, and another guy takes his uh, stick, you know. Yes. Crosswise and just jams yeah. it into his, into his throat. <laughs> Giving him the business. <laughs> it was just, yeah, they come mm. up behind him. Yeah. And then they... Then they just start swearing, and you can read their lips. I mean, oh, it doesn't take. I mean, because they're not getting into big, so, big, some big long dissertation about oh, how they, you were offside yeah. or this or that. It's the. I mean, it's they as clear a, as a bell what they're saying. You see what saying. they're saying? Oh boy! Probably with a little bit of a whistle because they've only got one tooth missing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Samantha B will have more to say about the controversy over her vulgar what do you think comments. About this? I think she's. It was classless, but yeah. Is there a difference between the two Whoa. and her and Rosie? Yes. yes. Is there yes. a degree of... Of gross? I mean, one is awful. You know, the Valerie Jarrett thing, comparing her to a monk, an ape or whatever, Planet of the Ape. That was just... One is racism. Yeah, right. And this one was just terrible choice of words with a gross word. Also. Samantha be engaged in a sexist, misogynistic uh, vulgarity. Yeah. That's, That's inappropriate. Altogether. Well, anyway, she's going to talk society. about it. And uh, mm-hmm. and Roseanne, uh, the other's a racist trope. There's no question about it to define African-Americans as subhuman. And that's been going on in this country since uh, since Slavery. slaves were brought right. to this country in chains. They've always been regarded and and as subhuman and and treated as such. I did hear a, a, until to and still to a certain degree by too many in this country. I heard a right wing commentator say. There is a difference between the two. Rosie, uh, Roseanne, I'm sorry, Roseanne 
uh, did it at 2 o'clock in the morning without sending it through any kind of channels. Samantha B has writers. She wrote it. She has producers. She has network people. She must have had this go through various people. She did. So, so that kind of makes it worse. It wasn't broadcast, but it was uh, not censored on the right. on the Internet. Oh, on the Internet. But the fact of the matter is, I, I agree. It was recorded. It was written. And who thought when it was this going was through all idea. these processes yeah. that somebody, did, don't you think anybody stops? This is not a great idea. This is this, this is climate, this is an inappropriate this yeah. is an inappropriate word to use. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I would have thought so, but if you use this in a business climate, Oof, you're fired. You, you would be fired. Yeah, in many businesses, not all. A spokesman for TBS now in, says in major corporations, mm-hmm. if you called somebody like this, mm-hmm. they could go to human relations. You'd be out on your ear yeah. if you called your uh, one of your coworkers mm-hmm. a name like this. It's a it's a filthy, inappropriate, sexist, misogynistic uh, term to describe women. And I can't believe that there are too many women out there would say, ah, I don't mind you calling me that. No, 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 no. But a spokesman for TBS said that Samantha will address this issue on her next episode, which is Wednesday. Plus, it wasn't funny. It was. That's the. That's. It, really, it wasn't even. Was she like, apologized what? within, you know, a day or so for call. I guess a day for calling Ivanka Trump, Trump that name. Oh, she apologized because she, she's getting called out. And she did say she crossed the line. She went all the way. You know, she did the whole Mia culpa thing. Well, my question would be, why did you, I mean, this is written. I mean, whether you wrote it, your writers wrote it, but you looked at it, other people looked at it and said, and okay, this line. is okay. Yeah, let's go with did this. Did anybody say, this is not okay, I just mm. want to go on the record, I just don't think this is a good idea. Right. And you still went with it. And you Why? Know, the bigger, I'd like to know why. The bigger problem, of course, is that nobody's talking about the story about ripping kids away from their families which is what she was trying to do. Ivanka posted a really sweet picture of her nuzzling her child in the same, you know, in the same newspaper you talk about. So she, I know what she was going for, but that is really Look, beyond the pale. All you do is, is, is you, you, you fall into the trap. Yes. Because this is exactly what tr- tr- Trump people want Trump. and think and say, there they go again. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Stephen Colbert, whether it's Jimmy, whoever it is. You you fall into that trap. That's exactly what they want. That's exactly they say. There they are. There they Look, go again. They've just proved liberal. my point. There yeah. she is. Uh, you know the um, quote liberal elite. Mm-hmm. You know going after a member of the fr- and you just fall into the trap. One of the if you're opposed to Trump, this is one of the worst things you can do. Right. Happy happy birthday today to Noah Wiley from ER. Oh, Noah Wiley's now fifty three. Oops. Uh, oh, he thought he was right. Double nickel 55. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> I don't know, 54? Who's low? Me. 47. Ha-ha! Oh! Let you stray. Aha. <laughs> Happy oh, Here's a two for Tuesday. Fell for it, I, I know it's only Monday. Unbelievable. Yeah, he, here's a two for Angelina Jolie Ooh. and Russell Brand. Oh, I know who they are. Nice yeah, lady. I know you do. Happy, Happy birthday! Even I know who they are. I think they're a year older than me, Jim. Ooh. 48. Ah, too, too Thank young. you for the... Too young. Mm-hmm. Too old. Too young. Mm, no. Uh, they're four, older. No. They're older. I don't think so. They're older. All right, bro. 50. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. See, I think they're 52, I, but I'm going to go 49. Who's low? I am. 43. Oh, please. God. 43. In your dreams. You Russell who? Brand. Oh, See, Russell Brand. You were thinking uh, Russell Crowe. I was uh, thinking no. Russell Crowe. Think. He's my age. I'm going, what? No, he's no. not my age. He has the same birthday. He looks like crap. Mm-hmm. Russell Brand, yeah. No, Russell so Crowe. Oh, him. How about the final one? Uh, you go first again, Jim. 
Dr. Ruth. She's 90. Yeah, she's 90. I knew that. I read the uh, paper. Well, but why I didn't you pass on it? No, oh. I read it yesterday. I didn't oh, read it today. Oh, I read God. it in the story yesterday. Oh, my God. It was a story. It wasn't in the little birthday things. Oh. It was a story. Yeah, you should have passed on it. <laughs> no, I'm not it passing on that. That's a legitimate story. Pass. That's the Pilates done. Look, I go to the Just birthday section and say, look, I'm going to skip Moira. over it. And going to skip over it. But <laughs> yeah. there it was. I open up the paper. Five, Dr. Five. Ruth will be 90. It's the Phillips mm-hmm. File on Real Radio 104.1. We like girls from the East Coast because they're trouble. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And we like girls from the West Coast because they don't know any better. I'm telling you, this is totally normal. Honest. Real Radio 104.1. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong. It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right. You've got that right. The game is closest to the pin. Let's go while we're young. And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips. That's right. Marcus is on the line. Marcus will play against Pinkman in this bonus round of closest to the pin. Should Marcus win, he will receive a You Matter business card that guarantees him good fortune for the rest of his life. Should Marcus lose, he will suffer bad luck for at least 24 hours. For at least 24 hours. Mr. Pigman, head to the soundproof booth. Okay. We'll bring you back in a couple of minutes to set your handicap for the afternoon. Marcus, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Jim? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Ten questions for you, Marcus, including the infamous crow question on the on the end of the uh, test. Are you ready? Yes, I am. All right, here we go, buddy. Speak right into that phone so we can hear you. All right, let's count down for Marcus and keep score. Here we go in three, two, one, begin. Marcus, President Trump said today, quote, I have the absolute right to pardon myself. He's also thinking of granting a pardon to Martha Stewart. How old is Stewart? 68. Jackie Stewart, nicknamed the Flying Scott, was a world-class Formula One race car driver. You see him in those Heineken beer commercials. How old is Stewart? 78. The Flying Dutchman is a legendary ghost ship. The myth of the Flying Dutchman originated in what century? The 17th century. The Flying Burrito Brothers was a country rock band that released the album called The Gilded Palace of Sin in what year? 1982. Brothers Drew and Jonathan Scott are known for the known for the Property Brothers franchise on television. Property Brothers is shown in how many countries? 40. Talk about franchises. How many Dairy Queen franchises are there in the United States? 800. How old is Queen Latifah? 49. Queen Victoria of England died in what year? Uh, 1920. How old is Victoria Beckham, a.k.a. Posh Spice? 45. Get it within 25. He went outright. If David Beckham was a crow in London, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Canterbury, England? 75. Time. Mm. All right. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. I'm not saying anything more. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 All right, Mr. Pigman, if you'll pick up the dice, you roll them. Your handicap is set at 18, but whatever number you roll. He seems very anxious. We will take off 18, and that will be your handicap for the afternoon. Please roll. Okie doke. <gasps> 
Ooh, a nine. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Cool. Half. Are you ready? Ten yes. questions. Pro question at the end. Oh, boy. Here we go in three, two, one, begin. Pinky President Trump said today, quote, I have the absolute right to pardon myself. He's also thinking of granting a pardon to Martha Stewart. How old is Stewart? 71. Jackie Stewart, nicknamed the Flying Scott, was a world-class Formula One race car driver. You see him in those Heineken beer commercials. How old is Stewart? Uh, 53. The Flying Dutchman is a legendary ghost ship. The myth of the Flying Dutchman originated in what century? Uh, 15th. The Flying Burrito Brothers was a country rock band that released the album called The Gilded Palace of Sin in what year? 71. Brothers Drew and Jonathan Scott are known for the Property Brothers franchise on television. Property Brothers is shown in how many countries? Five. Talk about franchises. How many Dairy Queen franchises are there in the United States? 400. How old is Queen Latifah? 54. Queen Victoria of England died in what year? Uh, 1910. How old is Victoria Beckham, a.k.a. Posh Spice? 43. Get it within 25, you went outright. If David Beckham was a crow in London, his birthplace, you would have to fly how many miles to reach Canterbury, England? Uh, 112. Time? Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Score the game. How old is Martha Stewart? Uh, Marcus said. 68. And Pinkman. 71. Uh, she's 76. Oh, Pinkman yeah. starts off strong. Jackie Stewart, good. the Flying Scott, world-class Formula One driver. He's in those Heineken beer commercials. How old is Jackie Stewart? Marcus said. 78. Pinkman. 53. Right on the money. 78. Oh, Pinkman. The I'm Flying losing. Dutchman, a legendary ghost ship that never returned to port. Uh-oh. The I... myth of the Flying Dutchman originated in what century? Marcus said. The 17th. Pinkman. The 15th. Right on the money. 17th century. Oh, no. Oh, he was guessing. Pinkman's the Flying t- Burrito Brothers. Country rock band released the album called The Gilded Palace of Sin in what year? Marcus said. 82. Pinkman. 71. 69. 1969. Oh, yeah. Pinky comes back. Drew and Jonathan Scott, known as the Property Brothers. They have that franchise. The oh, Property yes. Brothers is shown in how many countries? Marcus said. 40. Pinkman. 5. 150 countries. Oh, oh, oh my. God, they must be There's rolling no in the dough. That's Marcus. That yep. Talk about franchises. How many Dairy Queen franchises are there in the United States? Mm. Marcus said. 800. Pinkman. 400. Way off, 6,400. Oh, but that's Marcus. Wow. How old is Queen Latifah? Marcus said. 49. Pinkman. 54. 48. Oh, Marcus has taken this game away. Three One, to two, go. Three, four, Queen Victoria of England died in what year? Marcus said. 1920. Pinkman. 1910. 1901. Oh, finally, another point. How old is Victoria Rude. Beckham, also known as Posh Spice? Marcus said. 45. Pinkman. 43. 44. Oh, you get a point. I know, wait a minute. Let me just add this up. This is embarrassing. One. Pinkman has four. Four for Two, Pinkman. Four. And Marcus has eight. Eight. Oh, if only it's you eight could to four. see how embarrassed I am. Uh, if David Beckham was a crow <laughs> in London, his birthplace. You would have to fly how many miles to reach Canterbury, England? Marcus said. 75 miles. Pinkman said. 112. The answer? David Beckham, Beckham was a crow. They wanted to bend it all the way up from London to Canterbury. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. You would have to fly a total of 80 miles. Oh, and that means Marcus was within 25, and he wins the game. Uh, but he matter. won way over anyway, so there you go. Good wow. fortune well, for you, wait. Marcus. Congratulations for winning that bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, 
and closest to the Unbelievable. pin. Unbelievable. What's my record? Oh, another crow. The crow screwed you three times this month. Not really on this, this one. This spring. Well, no, you were losing badly anyway. It was your only chance. Now your score is 42 wins, 37 losses. Not bad. No, it's not bad. Think I went to that new uh, not a bee. chicken place. Mm-mm. Well, there's one opening what? at Minnesota in 1792. Oh, yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. But you went to another one. PDQ? Oh, yeah. How's the chicken? Uh-oh. It's actually really good. Really? I am pleased. And they're open on Sundays, so. Unlike Chick-fil-A. You know what that means. Yep. Better than Popeye's? Mm, different type of chicken. Is anything as good as Popeye's? Different type of chicken. You know, they don't do like uh, fried legs and thighs and stuff. Like Popeyes does, they They're just more do like Chick-fil-A. Sand- yeah, they do sandwiches okay. and tenders. Yeah, okay, mm. nothing's better than Popeyes as far mm. as I'm concerned. It's good stuff, isn't it? It's the Except best maybe stuff. healthy food. Nah, who needs it? No, but fast food chicken, Popeyes is probably the best for I fast food chicken. Except for up in Sanford. Oh, that's true. He's really good too. Lee's yeah. Lee's mm. famous recipe chicken. That's good chicken. <laughs> that is good chicken. That's really good. He knows chicken. his way around some chicken. Yes, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like an old right. That's a separate category. Yeah, and then, and then there's else. you know everybody else mm-hmm. that you can grade. But Lee's is you just you know far and above. Thank you. Head and shoulders. It's just out there. Yeah, I think I need to make a trip up there. Sounds good though, doesn't okay. it? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Every time we talk about, it, I think it, mm. it, the chicken pot pies. He, oh. oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I thought he just does chicken. No, well, why would yeah, you get I'll, anything I'll else never... there? Because there's chicken in the pot pie. All right, we'll take a little break. When we come back, uh, it'll be time for Jack's audio file. Plenty of other things to talk about today from uh, Orlando City losing. Uh. Jack started Well, Well Country, the documentary series. Pinkman went to PDQ, as he said. And, uh, oh, you went to, you saw puppies at Petco. Oh, yeah, bro. (laughs) He took his cat, though. He, He was there for his cat. But then... There are all these little puppies. Oh, no. Were they for sale? No, they were belonging to people. Oh, already. oh, oh people okay. Were all right, okay, all right, okay. So you don't have to you. worry, Tim, see? <laughs> they were cute, though. I, thought I read a story today about, I think it's out of Virginia, where a, uh, a pit bull mm-hmm. and a blind uh, dachshund were put up for adoption. Oh. And the pit bull essentially was the blind dachshund's, he led him everywhere yeah. by leash because he was blind. And then they were put into the kennel, and they were separated. Oh, no. Yeah, and then there was a call that said, let's put them back together. Let's get them together. Yeah. And finally, somebody came along and said, I'll take them. I'll put it, oh. keep them together. Oh, thank goodness. There's a photograph somewhere. People are nice. Dachshund's got those eyes, you know. Yeah. They say, love, that dog's blind. Yeah. yeah sort of that, milk, that milky look yeah, to exactly. the eyeballs. Like yeah. Gigantic cataracts or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor fella. And then the, the pit bull, who's the best friend of this dachshund, looks like it could rip your arm off. It's the Phillips <laughs> File on Real Radio 104.1. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. The thrill of victory. Ask not what your country can do for you. And the agony of defeat. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. I think that's a good idea. Let's hear what's in Jack's audio file. Here you go, Jim. Sounds from Guatemala's... Uh Fuego Volcano. Fuego. Fuego. Everyone's watching Hawaii's uh, uh, 
Kaloa. No, not Kaloa. Kilauea. That's Kilauea compared to this. Mm. Right. Then, meanwhile, yeah, the uh, in Guatemala, a violent eruption, their most violent since 1974. At late, at the latest count, has over 62 people uh, killed with this eruption, and that's expected to rise because they can't get to some of the villages. They think were just, you know, decimated. It's a pyroclastic flow, you know. Whoa, yes, that's That's a fancy word for lava. lava. Mm. Gas. Pyroclastic flow is the. Is the big gigantic clouds of gas that mm. rolled down the mountainside? There's some amazing yeah. video. The first video I saw of this was the car driving away, right. and they're filming back, and you can just see that cloud of smoke. That's posted at realradio.fm. Click on the Phillips file if you haven't seen that. It'd kill you. It, it's just you know scary. You know you're you're leaving. You want that in your rearview mirror, but Guatemala's oh, peppered with volcanoes. Yeah. Um, as for Kilauea. A uh, 5.5 magnitude earthquake rattled the Big Island yesterday as well. Uh, yep, it's due to an explosion happening at the shallow part of the crust near Kilauea. It's right next to the surface, and so, but, but because of all the activity, it didn't feel like a traditional 5.5. But that thing just keeps lingering, and meanwhile, Guatemala just says, "What? We got one too." Man, that's scary I don't want to compete for the worst volcano. That no. would be awful. No. Uh, Jim, some of the news yesterday on the uh, the talking shows, and when I say talking shows, I mean the Sunday morning news programs where yeah. the talking heads, uh, Giuliani, that's uh, former New York Mayor Giuliani, and now uh, counsel and, and personal friend of President Trump, mm-hmm. was on there talking about whether President Trump will testify in the Mueller investigation, and what exactly are the president's uh, limits when it comes to the power of the pardon. I'll tell you the straight, unvarnished truth, which has remained true throughout, no matter who the lawyer is. president wants to testify. He wants to testify is what he says, but he says uh, he and no lawyer would want their client to testify. But uh, yeah, he, he goes on here. He believes he's innocent. I believe he's innocent. He believes that if he gets the chance to explain it, people will understand no collusion with the Russians, no obstruction of justice. Forget his broad powers. He yeah. just didn't do it. Well, why did he make up that letter on the on the plane to cover up for his son? Mm-hmm. Collusion is not, per se, is not a crime. It's just a broad term for, you know, were you involved in some shenanigans? Of course they were. Why'd they have that meeting with the, with the Russian agents of, uh, of the Federation? Because they thought they were going to get more dirt or dirt on Hillary. That's colluding, is it not? Yeah. Now, whether it's against the law, whether it broke any particular statute, I don't know. But if you try to cover it up and lie about it, you know, if you're lying to federal agents about it, that's against the law. That's a crime. Right. Here's more from the man once uh, referred to as America's mayor. It's a nut job. The president of the United States pardoning himself would just be unthinkable, and it would it would it would lead to probably an immediate impeachment. So he said that, and then today the president tweeted that he has the right to pardon himself. I just think he's playing everybody. Mm-hmm. The They're president just extending Trump. this as yeah. long as long as he, long as they can, and and to I believe so confusion, so much confusion, the people they don't know what to believe anymore. That's it. He knows I'm going to tweet this, and they're all going to yeah. talk about it all day. And sure enough, CNN, it's been like nonstop. That's all they do anymore. All day. That's it. I yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I you know used to say to Cinderella, still believes the greatest soap opera on TV. 
And I love this kind of stuff, but even I'm at the point where I get home, I'm looking for a rerun of Seinfeld. Oh, I, yeah, I kind of had to tune this out a while back. The um, I do watch the, like, uh, Meet the Press I was watching, and <laughs> when Giuliani was on that, yeah. first he goes to... Uh, get, um, now I can't remember Todd. his name. Todd. Call he calls him, Chuck him Todd. Todd. Call him Todd. Chuck Todd. And he goes, no. "Okay, Todd." He goes, "Oh, wait, wait Chris." Chris. You know, yeah. he called him Chris. Yeah. yeah let me mess. know when the indictments come down. All right, <laughs> and then I'll get back into it. Yeah. I mean, I follow it, but I don't follow it like I used to because I think it's just. Yeah, that's what he likes. He likes he like negative or positive. He likes the attention. So why be part of that? Well, meanwhile, while he, uh, uh, the president, kind of directs the news cycle towards yeah. pardons, you know, Where's there's, there's this little issue happening with uh, uh, our closest neighbors yeah. uh, to the north. They are the Canadians, and we are oh, now, yeah. it, I, I, I think Kudlow wanted to pull up. It's not a trade war. It's like a, a trade issue. Oh, yeah. Issue. Okay. <laughs> that we What's have going on a trade issue? I don't know. Not oh, yeah, Canadian yeah. Prime Minister Justin no. Trudeau, who was on Meet the Press and is... Uh, Pretty offended at the the latest uh, moves made by the Trump uh, administration. This entire thing is coming about because the president and the administration have decided that Canada, Canadian steel and aluminum, Mm -hmm. is a national security threat to the United States. What? That's what the president said. Yeah. Selling, uh, you know, Canadian aluminum is a security threat to the United States. So now we're punishing our closest allies, Canada. And the EU, the European Union. Uh, Canada sells more steel to the United States than we send to them. There are 325,000 Americans who are directly involved in the manufacture of steel. Mm -hmm. And that's good for them. But it's not good for the 4.2 million Americans who are employed in manufacturing by using steel. I don't get I don't understand this. I, 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 what, what, huh? Well, Justin Trudeau goes on to point out because now they have to respond in kind. The idea that we are somehow a national security threat to the United States is quite frankly insulting and unacceptable. I think it would be. Mm -hmm. Of course. Here's a country that has stood side by side with the United States in World War II and the Vietnam conflict as well, Afghanistan and Iraq. And this is the... What what for? Mm -mm. National security threat. What are you talking about? So some of the goods we use here, the prices can rise go, uh, as well as a result of this. We are also yeah. uh, putting a number of uh, tariffs on uh, consumer goods. One of the truths about tariffs is they drive up costs for consumers. So, well, I'm not an I'm not an economist by any means. I just I just don't understand it. Mm-hmm. You th- I just happen to believe that trade is trade is what keeps people, for the most part, peaceful. You know, you're trading with people, you know, you're buying, they're buying, and trade back and forth. I think it helps to keep a damper on on some stuff. Mm-hmm. But Canada? Well, he's Who's back. next? Mm-hmm. New Jersey? Oh, boy, leave us alone. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's poo-pooing on, all, you know, he's like pooping on everybody, who, you know, so. Oh, I don't get it. Jim, I'm sure by now you've had to have seen the video. We even have it on our website at realradio.fm of the FBI agent yeah. <laughs> dancing. Oh, yeah, flipping. <laughs> dancing in Colorado Saturday. Uh, you know, he, he was in the middle of the dance circle. We have the video of him breaking bad and does his backflip and his firearm, you know, and slips out of his pants, falls down. Oh, he goes to pick it up and fires into the crowd, hitting 
a person, and uh, here's a little more of this. Right as he did that backflip, his gun fell out and it hit the ground. Um, It shot off. About two minutes after that, paramedics start flooding in, and they're crowding this guy. You know, my uncle Blanky Uh was a special agent with the FBI, and my uncle Blanky always told me, he always said, Jim, we're not allowed to dance in the FBI. (laughs) He did say that. No dancing. No way to dance. Oh, I didn't Got to dress a particular way. You have to look a particular way. Mm-hmm. And uh, J. Edgar Hoover doesn't allow dancing. And why is that? I don't because know. Because a danger that our 38 special issued by the government, the federal government of the United States of America through the Justice Department and the FBI, were afraid that if we danced, the pistol could fall out of our holster and someone could get injured. No ah. dancing. J. Edgar Hoover, he was a smart one then. He said, you remember that, Jimmy. And I said, I will, Uncle Blanky. Mm-hmm. So the good news is the man who was shot was listed in good condition, ex- is expected to recover. As for the FBI agent, he was taken into police headquarters before being released to his FBI Oops. supervisor. Damn it. <laughs> Oops. No charges yet. So thinking? do you think he, well, yes. that's what I want to know. We'll what, do you, job. what do you think he yeah. was thinking was that he forgot he had his firearm in his belt or he thought it would stay there. I think he thought it would stay there. If he did there. it backflip, I think he thought it would stay there. Uh, now, does he lose his job, or yes. do they ship him out to Nome, Alaska, oh, or someplace? Oh yeah, Oshkosh, somewhere. Yeah, he's been reassigned. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. Uh, if you're one of the few people left who haven't seen the video, you can catch it on our website, realradio.fm. You click oh. on the Phillips file. We have our videos posted there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim, yeah. <laughs> in Ohio, you know, this drug epidemic, meth. Opioids yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It, yeah. it goes all over the place. Right. Including in uh, Preble, Montgomery, Dark, and Butler counties, all in Ohio. Uh-oh. Okay? Uh-huh. So the police there decided to put up a little Facebook post. Warning, if you have recently purchased meth in any of those counties I listed, it may be contaminated with the Zika virus. Oh, no. This is from the Gratis Police Department. And then it goes on to say, please bring bring it to the Gratis Police Department and we will test it for free. If you're not comfortable coming into our office, please contact us and we'll test your meth in the privacy of your own home. Oh, my God. Is that a ruse just to bring people in? To get people arrested? Well, they're saying... That's not right. No. They're saying it was a joke. They said they did it as a joke uh, because they go on to say that the Zika virus cannot exist in in meth. However, uh, here here they are, or the assistant chief, Dennis Blankenship, uh, trying to explain it. We're just trying to keep things lighthearted and and humanize (laughs) the police department with some jokes. We're not doing it to to arrest 100 people that are going to bring in meth, that kind of a thing. Uh, drug addiction is a serious issue, and I pride myself in helping people when it comes to that. Guess what, bub? People are addicted to meth. They're not taking their meth to the police department. Mm-mm. They're not concerned about Zika or anything else. Mm-mm. Oh, geez, man, I was really going to get high again, man. I really needed that fix. I really needed that meth. But <laughs> I got to take it in and get it tested. It might be infected with Zika. <laughs> no. God. Some, some users do- were quick to accuse the department of entrapment while others accuse the townspeople of not having a sense of humor. Really? <laughs> yeah, grow up nerds. Yeah. I Those meth jokes, I mean, how many can how many can you handle till you say stop? Really? Not amused. Right? That's uh, meth. You hit my funny bone a little bit too many times. <laughs>
Would you say that's messed up? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Pink minis yeah, are nice. funny. I like it. You heard it in the lottie, da, Jim. I always this time of year in the audio file, we always bring you uh, sounds of commencement speeches throughout this great country of ours. Always noting the fact that you have yet to been oh, invited to in deliver a little, one. Why don't you? However, uh, a man who was All invited right. was a surprise. For the graduates at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Jimmy Fallon, NBC Tonight Show host, uh, was asked to do that, and he he gladly did. Of course, you know this is the the site of the Valentine's Day shooting at that school. Um, he was uh, Jimmy Fallon was there to give their commencement speech in their uh, at their auditorium recently. Here's a little clip of that. When you think of commencement speakers. You think of people who are inspirational, people who are eloquent, people who have changed the world. When you think of high school students, you think of people who are a little immature, slightly awkward, still learning to be an adult. Welcome to Opposite Day. So welcome to Opposite Day, because him describing himself there. However, he goes on. Better than that. Well, well, he, he, he finishes yeah, up on. nice. It's a stronger finish here. Take All a right, listen. Okay. I wanted to thank you guys personally for showing us what it looks like to have integrity and courage and bravery in the face of terrible tragedy. Thank you for showing me and the whole world that there is hope. Most commencement speakers, they'll get up here and they'll talk in the future tense. You will succeed. You will make us proud. You will change the world. Most commencement speakers, they say, you are the future. But I'm not going to say that because you're not the future. You're the present. There you go. You're Ooh. the present. It's kind of sweet. Yeah. I think that's inspirational. I think he was well-received, certainly. Absolutely. Mm. Oh, are you uh, bored? What are you uh, doing? I think you're jelly. A little mm. jelly, a little jelly. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. It's no, I'm Batman, <laughs> Michael Keaton. Yeah, and then he did a mic drop, and he was done. All right, Jim, here. Fat, final piece of audio. Yeah. Tell me who you're listening to. Okay. Your toes are lost and completely out of reach. Your mama named you James should have called you Giant Peach. I'm the doctor here. Let's get you fixed up. Who are you mad at? Your daddy or sit-ups? You're so unlikable, it's truly alarming. You even make Piers Morgan seem charming. Oh, so who do you got there? Oh. <laughs> Some sort of rap battle. Mm -hmm. Okay. White guy, black guy. Oh, yes. I, I, it's funny. I thought you would have been able to tell no. right off the bat. Okay, so. Somebody who's white guy. White guy. Yeah, okay. And it's, drop the mic. It's uh, a show with James Corden. Yeah, so right. he's in a rap battle with James Corden. I have the video posted on our website, realradio.fm. Uh, no, you see them a lot on television. I'll it, Just listen for it. White guy on TV a lot. Your toes are lost and completely out of reach. Who's that, Mo? Mm. Mama named you James should have called you Giant Peach. I'm the doctor here. Let's get you fixed up. Who are you mad at? Your daddy or sit-ups? Oh, that's uh, Dr. Phil. It is Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil, thank yes. you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, he better not give up his day job because that rapping is hard. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Ugh. Uh, anyway. Oh, there's no accounting for taste. What well, you need to do. <laughs> Seriously. Anyway, Terrible. so that's. A clip from uh, uh, Drop the Mic with James Corden, Dr. Phil. They have a rap battle. You can see the video, realradio.fm. Click on the Phillips file. We have all our videos posted there. And uh, that's your audio file for this Monday, June 4th. Thank you, Jack. Good job. Plenty of things to talk about. We'll get back into what I thought was a fantastic uh, piece of reporting by the Orlando Sentinel on Sunday, continuing their series 
of investigating uh, charter schools here in uh, Central Florida. Charter schools throughout the state of Florida costing you $1 billion a year, costing the taxpayers and corporations $1 billion a year. And the real question is, that are they getting an education? I think if you read this article, if you review, review this article, go to their website or get Sunday's paper and read this and tell me what you think. These kids are getting a half-assed education that will not prepare them to enter the adult world. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Louis Vuitton hired a shaman for their latest show to stop the rain. So that's where Eddie has been the past few weeks. Next, a man arrested for DUI is now facing arson charges after lighting his booking paperwork on fire in the police station. That's a good way to get the old wood shampoo if you know what I'm saying. Finally, an Australian jeweler has created a million dollar, ahem, personal massager. It's covered in diamonds because it's like they always say, diamonds are a girl's best friend. Headlines were brought to you by Filutowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. And transmission. Orlando City marches to Rain City to battle Vancouver Whitecaps FC this Saturday, June 9th. Coverage begins at 6.30 p.m. on our sister station, FM 96.9 The Game, AM 740, and iHeartRadio. You're listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Real Radio 4 a uh, Monday. Thanks to everybody for filling in Thursday. Yeah, doggy. Yeah, I heard about it. Anyway, what else is happening? And we didn't hear about you, though. I had two tests to check my heart. Nothing. Uh, I didn't go there because, oh, my God, you got to say, well, let's just check uh, as part of an annual examination. And uh, my doctor said, let's just go get it, see, uh, see what's up. And I said, eh, uh, okay. They did one test that checks the amount of plaque that's built up, I yeah. guess, in your heart. Right. Your arteries. And then the, the other test is to uh, make sure everything is... Uh, flowing. Flowing and valves are opening correctly and there's not a lot of, you know... Clog. Either clog or, you know, leakage and uh, valves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. And this is the point where you volunteer the information that everything is A-OK so we don't have to ask. I have no idea. Oh, yet. son of a bitch. <laughs> the cardiologist looks it over, and then sends the results to my doctor, and then the doctor uh, calls and says, uh, "Call an ambulance," because <laughs> Doctor Death is on the other side. No, of nobody's saying oh, any such. You thing. never know. You're thinking there. <laughs> you know they're doing this, exactly, test, they're doing yeah. that. You're going. This could be this it. This could be the this big could one. Could be it. Coming to join you, Elizabeth. So don't press so hard there. Oh. That's my heart. <laughs> there wasn't any of those. Uh, none of the tests were invasive in any way. No, I think that would be the next step. Uh-huh. Where they run a tube I up your no leg. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't even think about it. Over your groin. Up to your heart. Right up there. Oh, boy. Yeah, right up there it goes. All right. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. Yes. 
Let's see what else everybody was up to. Na, 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 na. Yeah, Orlando. Uh, Ugh, disappointment. Alliance. <laughs> Hope Springs Eternal. After a while, it's annoying. What do you think of Wild Wild Country, episode one? Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. What? Okay. Okay. Uh, gets, I think it gets better. Good. I liked like, it. Oh. No, I did, but my wife and we watched it together. And she was interested, but was hoping it was going to get better. Like, just the pacing or whatever. But I was definitely fascinated it gets, with it. It gets yeah. interesting. This I'm, is the same, uh, the two brothers who produced this, are the ones who produced the uh, one about the bank robbery. Yeah, uh, Evil lock. Genius. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And between Evil Genius and this one, Wild Wild Country, and another one I just watched... Uh, I'm really falling in love with documentaries of things that happened in my lifetime that I just didn't know about or I, I didn't know at all. I didn't know a lot about. I knew nothing about this. What is the the, the gist of it, the plot of it, the plot of the it is about a uh, an Indian um born um some would describe it as cult, others would it was just a commune that was set up in so Washington or Oregon. Oregon. And uh, how we wanted to build and expand this commune to uh, continue to spread the beliefs of, you know, his Whatever. beliefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just the back and forth. And then it's the, you know, it's the battle between because he set up right outside or inside, right next door to this very small town mm-hmm. with many people who'd lived there for generations. And it was the battle between him and his followers and this town. And uh, a town of 40. What? That it, it was a, a town, town of 40. 40. 40? Yeah, he said, like, it's welcome. It's not even a town. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, listen, well, population 40. Yeah. I mean, it had a mayor. It was incorporated. And you could imagine, you know, if you were in property and right. you'd lived there for a couple or a few generations, and all of a sudden, thousands of people started moving in and started building, and then you found out they had the, the desires to make it into a, I don't want to call it a cult result, resort, but, I mean, just a big... Uh, place where where people could come and live and practice that particular whatever they want to call it faith or belief system or spiritual enlightenment and they were upset about that and it's just this battle that ensued between you know it's this conflict of generations this conflict of cultures this conflict between different belief systems and uh, eventually was this a netflix thing yeah it's good yeah i don't know some of those ideas sounded pretty good just saying yeah, I think uh, basically started off. And these are just people who want to be left alone. Yeah. You know, they, I didn't well, necessarily find it a cult till later. Oh, oh, oh. Well, you're going to find out about people and then you're going to find out about people in the town as well. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it started off as people just saying, you know, we just want to do our thing. We're not bothering anybody. We want to be left alone. I mean, there's, you know, some degree of, uh, if you want to call it free love and nakedness and this and that. But then you guys, well, it's none of my business. Yeah. I was That's wonder- what people want, as long as they're not hurting anybody, as long as they're not forcing anything into, uh, you know, uh, yeah. into, into any illegal activity. Is there going to be more of Nobody, that? It's nobody's business. Is there more of that in the episodes two, three, and four? More of what? The free love and nakedness? No. Ah. Oh, rip off. <laughs> no, but I mean, if that's... Who cares one way or the other? And they, weren't bothering, they weren't bothering anybody. They minded their own business. Um, you know, 
They were on their property. Well, somebody must have been tipped off that this was what was going on. So how did they? Well, they, that because they'd venture into town and then they, you know, it has a lot to do with politics and it has a lot to do with power. And then mm-hmm. people within the commune said, well, the only way to get more power to counteract what we face is to take over the town. You know, and get elected to the town council and become the mayor and then control this and control that. And it's just this continuing legal battle back and forth about the between the town and and uh, and really the state because the state got involved as well. And then there's a lot of, you know, this, you know, people who are, let's call it a cult. I can't think of another name to call it. Um, you know, they just have a belief system that just doesn't uh, jive or jibe with uh you know, somebody who grew up with a particular belief system, basically, I suppose, Christian. Right. You know, so this is not the, we don't understand it. We don't like it. We don't like it because we don't understand it. What's it all about? You know, it's the same old, same old, same old story. Mm-hmm. But they all wore red. Oh, that was their thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was part of the. There were worse. And when I first, yeah, when I first said, ooh, that's weird. And then goes, well, what do I care? What would I care if they all wore red? Right. You know, they wear red sweaters or jumpsuits or whatever they're wearing, but they're all indust- industrious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're building dormitories and houses and airports. And I mean, the whole, the, the whole thing's, you know, the whole, they started building their own town. Town didn't care and for that. brought huh? in people from oh. all walks of life. These were just, uh, you know, just, you know, quote the people looking for some kind of answer to life. I guess they all were in some, to one degree or another, but, you know, there are lawyers and doctors and, uh, and carpenters and from all walks of life. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> Did it make the news? Oh, when it happened? Yes, yeah. it was, it big was in na- the 80s. It was big national yeah. news. Yeah. Maybe maybe if you were I saw in Ted o- Koppel talking about maybe Tom Brokaw. Huh? If you were in Oregon, maybe. No, it was national news. Did Tom Brokaw t- and. What? Yeah. Yeah. Doing a report on it. Mm hmm. And there are some murder plots, you know, involved. Oh, God. I need to watch it. It's not bad. Meanwhile, A&E is doing, like, this docuseries on cults. Looks a little more severe, though. Mm. Yeah, there's cults. I mean, there's Jim, uh, Jim there's Jones. Cult. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a cult. Yeah. These people were at like yeah, that. I like, mean, they had some, they had some yeah. mean-spirited people. Like a group. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't Jim. It, was, it mm. wasn't, uh, what was it, Jonestown? Yes. yes. It wasn't that. Sounds a little more severe than a group. And it wasn't, uh, you know, bring me another dozen women who I, uh, that I want to have sex with. It wasn't one of those. I didn't. Mark that. wasn't one of those uh, types <laughs> of leaders of this particular, uh, let's call it a faith group if you want to. Similar beliefs. All wanted to live near each other. They all wanted to just get along. Lifestyle. They just all yeah. wanted to love one another with spiritually and just on a day-to-day basis. It was just, let's all get along. We can make this work. Mm-hmm. Let's just be uh, happy and let's be spiritual and let's not, uh, and, you know, human beings have to, get this great capacity to really, you know, get mean and angry and yeah. hold grudges and engage in conspiracies and to get either power or control. Mm-hmm. Oof. Deep, Jen. Very deep. One triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. But it's good. It's not too bad. Netflix. You got to start watching this Netflix, mm-hmm. Mo. There's great stuff on Netflix. Oh, There's better yeah. stuff on Netflix and Hulu and some of these other. Than you're going to find on commercial TV. I yeah, finally realized that I'm spending 
at least 75% of my time watching those sources as opposed to regular traditional television. Right. So I finally decided to make that official change. Yeah, good for you. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. So you weren't the 10th caller and you didn't win the prize you wanted from your favorite radio station. Boo friggin' who. There's still a way for you to win. Realradio.fm keyword contest. Somebody's got to win. Might as well be you. From giving the, um, uh, well, I can't drive and I can't, I just, well, you don't want me on the air anyway. The state, the point is, um, I can't come. Okay, bye. Hi there, I'm Chief Meteorologist Tom Searles from News 6, and you're listening to the only people that still call me Captain Sunshine. The Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Are we sure it's Gay Days weekend? I didn't see a lot of gay people uh, over the weekend. Oh, yeah. They were out at Disney. They're usually driving in. You usually see them in, you know, in town. They're driving in, com- in convertibles. They're very well quaffed <laughs> and thin. Right. And they're usually driving in convertibles. They are. No, they're not. You can always tell it's Gay Crazy Days people. weekend because there are more convertibles on the road. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that. but I, I didn't I, know it was Gay Days weekend. Oh, sure. First weekend in June, always. Well, I'll be damned. Uh-huh. It was ho- it was hopping at all the the gay spots. Oh, was it? They, they have the red party at the House of Blues. They have everything. Yeah. You name it. They're everywhere. Out of the loop. Jim, everywhere. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Have a good time. Oh yes, it's Pride Month. You saw at the soccer. I don't know if you watched the soccer game, but even at Yankee Stadium, they had yeah. a thing dedicated to Pulse. That was nice. They had different rainbow seats. The corner flags were yeah. rainbow. The uh, they wore New it York on their, City had his on yeah. his captain's badge. I, I didn't. Mm, you missed out. Mm, they I, played like crap. You didn't miss out. At a dinner party, it wasn't. Did he miss out or not? You I, didn't miss out. I thought you missed out, but you didn't miss out. No, I, I didn't watch. I, that's what I mean. They played like cockapoopy. And then I read in the paper that they lost, so I had it recorded, so I'm not going to watch that. Nah, so it's the you. hockey game instead. Stinko. It was Which very disappointing. I think it was a lot more exciting. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Just a lull. That's all right. There's this happens. How many is this? Four in a row? Three in a row? Four. There's a, uh, as I opened up the program at three, and I'll repeat again to a, uh, a certain degree, there was a great story in the Orlando Sentinel Top of Fold on Sunday by Beth Kassab and her, her colleagues as they continue to focus on <clears throat> vouchers and charter schools here in Central Florida. And if you haven't had the chance to read it, I would encourage you to do so if you still have Sunday's paper. And um, if you don't, and you're still interested, you can track it down on their website, on the Sentinel's mm-hmm. website. Yeah. And it's absolutely shocking. It is sort of shocking. What's going on yeah. with so many of these charter schools in the state of Florida. Uh, 2,000 campuses, I believe, statewide often depend on nearly $1 billion in state scholarships or vouchers. Now, this is one, this is, I believe how it works is essentially... Companies and corporations in the state of Florida pay in to support the voucher system, but then they get a tax write-off. But it's still a, th- a billion dollars, one billion dollars, I believe, on an annual basis. That's just not going into the public school system, as I believe it should, and as I think many people. These kids, at so many of these charter schools, with so many of them in Central Florida, they are not getting an education. Um, most of it from what we can gather, is Bible-based from three companies 
that supply their, quote, educational materials. And um, one person at the University of Central Florida reviewed the science book, said students who have learned science in this kind of environment are uh-huh. not prepared for college experiences. They would be intellectually disadvantaged. Oh, great. If you'll read this story, you'll be, I think many of you, if not most of you, well, you'll be so mad you want to spit. <laughs> I think there are 140,000 students. I haven't ever been that mad, I don't think. I've been mad, but I've never been this mad enough to This would make you spit. insane. Mm-hmm. These, kids yeah. are be- these kids are being shortchanged. Now, I don't know whether their parents know anybody or their parents just say, look, we want them in that kind of environment. Yeah. The- these are kids who are working with so-called materials that, uh, that will claim, uh, among other things, Pinkman will search for some. I'm trying to find some here. Well, some of the examples are shocking. That Noah took baby dinosaurs onto the ark. That was one. Let's see. Here's one. One book in its brief section on the civil rights movement said that, quote, most black and white Southerners had long lived together in harmony and that power-hungry individuals stirred up the people. Let's see if we can find some others. We'll just go down the list in this, uh, in this uh, second in a series of reports on charter schools here in central Florida. Well, what else do we have uh, here? It says Christians must reject Charles Darwin's teachings, which argues it was tied to Nazi Germany. Let's Evolution is tied sure into how. Nazis? No, I don't Charles understand. Charles Darwin's teachings are oh, tied into Nazis. Yeah, there's... I mean, it's just a whole bunch of claptrap. And one that says many varieties of canines have developed from a single pair of canines that left the ark. Truth. Many of the teachers at these schools uh, lack a teaching certificate. Many of them do not have a college education. Some are high school dropouts, mm-hmm. some with felony records. Now, the first report that Beth Kassab and others at the Sentinel came up with a few months ago essentially focused on the facilities themselves and how students were being shortchanged. They don't have computers. They don't have uh, good reading materials. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the structures where they learn are dilapidated. Don't fire have uh, you know uh, uh, fire extinguishers. On and on and on. But this focuses essentially on the lack of education uh, that these children are facing. This is absolutely ridiculous. These are children who are not prepared to enter the adult world. These are certainly not children who are going to go to a bona fide college or state university. Now, they might end up at some half-assed, half-wit, you know, uh, evangelical Bible college someplace where if they pay enough money, they'll accept it. But these are not kids that are going to be going on to Yale and Dartmouth and the University of Florida. They're not going to Syracuse. They're not going. I mean, they're just not they're not going to be prepared scholastically. There is no scholarship at these charter schools. This is a crime. I mean, they're talking about the Loch Ness Monster, and they're talking about (laughs) human beings being around at the same time as dinosaurs. Now, these are people who essentially, essentially reject science. I've said this many times before. They reject science. They reject any kind of bona fide scholarship in the scientific community until they're sick, of course. Then when they're sick. They rush him to the hospital because they want doctors to use all available elements related to science to save their kid's life. Am I right? You're right. This is this is this is just this is nonsensical. I don't see how anybody, meaning the state legislature and quite possibly the the governor who wants to be in the United States Senate, could say this has been a great experiment. This is not a great. If you want to teach this claptrap. To your kids, do it on your own time. Do it at home and do it on your own time. And uh, raise them to be imbeciles in, a, in an adult world. 
80% of scholarship students attend religious schools. Most of these institutions are Christian. About 16% of the scholarship schools are Catholic. Goes on to say uh, a whole bunch of just cockamamie horse hockey type of things that these kids are being taught. What's troubling is, so it's taxpayer money deferred from public education being used for these charter schools. And it's not all charter schools, but it's some. But the reason we don't know a lot about it is because the Florida Department of Education is prohibit, the law prohibits them from asking about or regulating academics at these schools. These voucher kids... They're not required to take state exams. There's essentially no little or no supervision on the part of the state of Florida or your local school district. They're teaching all manner of things that are just do not stand the test of truth. This is, I mean, this is just absolute claptrap. There's no scholarship. No scholarship is used to, I mean, to support this hogwash. And the math and reading isn't much better. The math seems to be okay, but the reading and is even worse. The, the reading, instead of you know having you read a passage or read a book and, and do reports on it and to see if you can comprehend what you've written, written or read, you, you simply have to color an apple red and they say, oh, that's good enough. This is misguided, bad, horrible science. Anybody talking about dinosaurs and humans living together. That's just that's hogwash. It does not stand the test of scholarship. It just does not. We ought to be ashamed of ourselves as taxpaying citizens allowing this kind of stuff to continue in the state of Florida. A billion dollars a year? Who's paying for that again? These kids are going to be so it's a system, from what I can gather, essentially set up. The revenue comes from companies and corporations, all right? So you, 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 you use your corporate funds, but you get the tax write-off. So it's essentially nothing. But in effect, what, what's happening is the public education system gets shortchanged. The public education system should be the recipients of a billion dollars. You know, they, and because, you know, so the, the state legislature and the governor refuse to fund the public education system. It makes it harder and harder and harder for teachers in the public education system to get anything accomplished, right? They have to follow all these rules and regulations. These voucher schools, these charter schools do not. They have no state exams. How, how would anybody even coming out of a voucher school even pass the uh, a state exam or any kind of exam to gain admit, admittance to a bona fide private or public institution of higher learning. It's not going to happen. It's shameful. If you get an opportunity, read it in the Sunday's paper, top of the fold, or check it out on the Sentinel's website. It's good reporting. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Want to play a game? Call now for closest to the pin. 407-916-1041. From the... And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all going to get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Start with a regular round of closest to the pin. Anybody play on Thursday? 
Yes. Oh, sure. How did that end up? No. Scott Maxwell played. Scott and won. Did yep. he win? Good. He did. Yep. And Pinkman played. How did Pinkman do? And Pinkman won. I won. Very good. Excellent. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm playing against David. Doug is the backup. What's the prize? We have a pair of passes to the advanced screening of Hotel Artemis on Wednesday, this Wednesday, June Ooh. 6th at AMC Altamont 18. Set in riot torn near future Los Angeles, Hotel Artemis is an original high octane action thriller starring Jodie Foster as the nurse who runs a secret members only hospital for criminals. Ooh. Jodie Foster <laughs> is joined by an all star cast that includes Sterling K. Brown, Sophia Butella, Jeff Goldblum, Brian Tyree Henry, and a bunch of other people that I, uh, you know. Yeah, <laughs> no. I no, think I, I, I know. Want, he just doesn't want to say them all. Zachary Quinto, Charlie Day. I think I want to see that movie. It sounds right. interesting. Yeah. All Charlie right. Foster. All right. Who's our player, Mr. Pink? That would be David. Nice Hello, guy. David. Ready to play? Oh, yeah. Have a category for you submitted by. Brad, co-producer for All Gaming. Uh, this is our first closest to the pin category of the month. And on the first game of the month, we like to pay tribute to our first responders. And so we will do so again today. Did somebody call an ambulance? It's our tribute to first responders. In this case, EMS, honoring the medical personnel who provide the day-to-day life-saving services of medicine's front line. Are you ready to go, David? I'm pumped. All right, buddy. Here we go. In three, two, one. The word ambulance is derived from the Latin ambulare, which means to move about. It was used to describe the lifting or moving patients on two-wheeled carts starting in what year? Uh, 1815. The first emergency medical system in the U.S. was in Cincinnati, Ohio. Hospital interns used horse-drawn wagons as ambulances. In what year did that get started? 1880. Maryland established the first statewide EMS system, which included an air ambulance. What year was that? 1940. Approximately how many hundred thousand EMS workers, that's EMTs and paramedics combined, are there in the U.S.? Hundreds of thousands. How many? 80,000. In 2016, what was the median annual salary of EMTs and paramedics? 38,000. Time. All right. Good job. Except for number four, knucklehead. All right, going to put you on hold. Going to bring Jim back in. Don't yell at my good friend, David. Your good oh. friend, David, who was pumped to play the game. He was. He was all like, hell yeah, I can't wait. Woo! <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> all right, Jim Here is back. Is. Yep. Hello, Jim. Welcome back to the game. Yeah. This is the first time you're paying closest to the pin in the new month of June. Right. And on our first game of each month, we pay tribute to first responders did somebody call an ambulance? It's a tribute to our first responders, in this case, EMS, honoring the medical personnel who provide the day-to-day life-saving services of medicine's front line. You know, with my weakened heart, you know, if they need to pick me up, take me to, you know, you know, you know where I want to go. You'll be fine. Clear! <clears throat> you ready to go? <sighs> yeah. There you go. In three, two, one. The word ambulance is derived from the Latin ambulare, which means to move about. 
It was used to describe the lifting or moving patients mm. on two-wheeled carts starting in what year? 1730. The first emergency medical system in the U.S. was in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, yeah. Hospital interns used horse-drawn wagons as ambulances. Mm -hmm. And what year did that get started? 1850. Maryland established the first statewide EMS system, which included an air ambulance. What year was that? 1968. Approximately how many hundred thousand EMS workers, that's EMTs and paramedics combined, are there in the U.S.? That's 310,000. In 2016, what was the median annual salary of EMTs and paramedics? 40000 Fine. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I have your time, but I'm adding five seconds to it sure. because you've been naughty. Mm. <laughs> okay. So there. Got your adjusted time. Ooh, you're playing against David. Ooh. Thanks to Brad for the category. Thank and you, Brad. Thanks, thanks Brad. to all the EMS workers. Of course. Who uh, work every day? It's not an easy job. Moira, you trained for that, did, I did. you not? I was an EMT. I, well, I passed. Yeah. No, nope, I passed my class. That's a what? One hundred twenty hours. EMT. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I took the statewide exam and I passed that as well. But I never actually got a job in a fire department or anything. But that's I don't cool. Know though. What possessed you to? Well, I mean, it's something you accomplished. It was important to learn. I and then she yeah. saw them cleaning up some drunk down on was Central, up, and, and like, she said, it. "I'm not doing that. I can't do this." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> nope. So the Latin word ambulare describing the uh, lifting ambulaire. or moving patients ambulaire. on two wheeled carts starting carts. in what year? David said 1815. Jim. Uh 1830. No, 1730? Yeah, it was 1730. Yeah, sorry. My handwriting's crappy. Oh, tainted yeah. and unclean. Well, sorry, it makes a difference because the answer is 1487. Oh my. Well then that's Jim fine. is closer, he gets a point. Yes, mm-hmm. he is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, EMS week was May 20th through the 26th. So Excellent. we that just passed. Um, the first EMS system was in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. Hospital interns using horse-drawn wagons. Mm-hmm. What year was that? David said. 1880. Uh, and Jim said. 1850. The answer? 1865. They split it. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Right chances of that. Yeah. Wow. Holy cow. It's two to one. Jim's in the lead. Okay. All right, so Maryland had the first statewide EMS system, yeah. which included an air ambulance. What year was that? David said? 1940. Jim? 68. Off by one year. 1969. Jim gets the point. Nice. Uh-huh. How many hundred thousand EMS workers, that's EMS workers are EMTs and paramedics combined. Yeah. How many hundred thousand are there in the U.S.? Ooh. Oh, see, I didn't hear it. Yeah. I guess he didn't hear it either. David said. He said 80,000. And Jim said. 310. 700,000. Jim is closer. Jim gets the point. It's four to one. How many did it go? One more. And it's the median. Well, can't win. In 2016, the median <laughs> annual salary of EMTs and paramedics. Yeah. David said. 38,000. Jim. 40. 33,000. David's closer. Jim wins the game. Sorry, David. I'm the champion. I am the greatest. I will whoop him. I can't lose. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. I win. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? After break, but when we come back, we if you want to talk about this a story that was in the uh, Sentinel over the weekend front page, Top of the fold about the what I consider to be the a disaster when it comes to the voucher program in the state of Florida. Many of these schools are Christian uh, backed, 
Christian-based. And here's one of the workbooks. Notes, uh, Native Americans were forced off their lands, but then blames them for becoming, quote, dependent on their government. The same book said in a section on evangelizing black Americans that the slave who knew Christ had more freedom than a person who did not know the Savior. Uh, Also says uh, God provided North America as a place for the Protestant church to flourish, keeping Catholics to Central America and South America. That's not all, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, The book also claims that Noah likely took small or baby dinosaurs onto his ark and that the Loch Ness Monster likely was perhaps a dinosaur, a marine reptile that scientists became extinct at the uh, same time as the dinosaurs. So there we go. It goes on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. These are children who are being shortchanged when it comes to scholarship, when it, can be, when it comes to education. And uh, guess what? You're paying for it. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. For a couple hundred thousand dollars, you can now own a World War II Nazi bunker on the island of Jersey. I wonder if it's right under the turnpike. Oh, wait. Wrong Jersey. Next, speaking of Jersey, a real estate company from New Jersey is buzzing after one of their signs washed up on the coast of France. Signs like that, baby they were born to run. Finally, people on Twitter are begging a girl to break up with her boyfriend for the way he eats Kit Kat bars. This heathen takes one big bite out of the whole thing instead of breaking off a piece. It says in the song to break off a piece you absolute madman. Headlines were brought to you by wearenotthebanks.com. And transmission. That's right. When you're ready for that dream home, you need to find a way to pay for it. You need to go to a lender, a direct lender. That's wearenotthebanks.com. Their mortgages made easy. Brad Siebert and his team, they do a great job. I use them for a refinance. They can handle your new home. Um, and they also have a certified home buyer program where you get to eliminate the doubt. And it gives you the advantage in a multiple offer situation and allows you to close faster and make your offer stand out. We are not the banks.com. If you're military, they handle VA loans. If you are self-employed, they have a special loan program for people who are indeed self-employed. Check them out for all your mortgage needs. They can close in 30 days in most cases. You find them online at wearenotthebanks.com. I was mentioning during the break a story that appeared on the top of the fold in Sunday's Orlando Sentinel. Second, a series of uh, reports by Beth Kassib and her colleagues at the Orlando Sentinel checking in on uh, charter schools here in Central Florida. And some of you say, oh, you know, well, kids go to a great charter school, the vouchers, this, uh, the public. I understand that, but she is focusing, they are focusing on these dismal, uh, essentially Christian-related charter schools where these kids are just getting, they're not, they're not engaged in scholarship. They're not engaged in, in academics. They're, you know, if you, if, you want, if you want your child to grow up in that, or to learn in that kind of environment, do it in your own home. I don't think that state money should be going to essentially what are, I believe, madrasas. They're essentially just simple-minded Christian, simple-minded Christian education. Christian. Yeah. That is teaching uh, the Loch Ness Monster is uh, really a dinosaur. Let me see what else I can find here. 
What else did they find? Let's see. Um, Noah took dinosaurs they on the ark. They disparage religious uh, religions other than the Protestant, uh, Protestant Christianity and cultures that uh, those descended from uh, white uh, Europeans. There's a whole bunch of them. Wait a minute. Let me just find the page here. Where is it? Damn it. Uh, just a whole bunch of claptrap. Uh, God, God provided, as they teach in some of these charter schools, God provided North America as a place for the Protestant church to flourish, keeping Catholics to Central America and South America. That's one of them. Um, Native Americans were forced off their lands, but then blames them for becoming dependent on their government. Um, the, one of the books said in a section on evangelizing black Americans that the slave who knew Christ had more freedom than a free person who did not know the Savior. The book also claims that Noah likely took small or baby dinosaurs onto his ark and that the Loch Ness Monster likely was a real dinosaur existing in a modern age. This is, this is claptrap that is being talked to these children. They have very little chance of advancing to a qualified higher institution of learning. They might find themselves in some half-baked religious uh, college you know, outside of Sheboygan that they have to pay to get into, but they're not going. They're not going to uh, Syracuse, and they're not going to Yale. They're not or going Florida, to UCF nowhere. for that matter. Uh-uh. They're not going anywhere. They're going to get out in the real world, and they're not going to have a clue about what is real after being, uh, you know, uh, taught this uh, this 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 nonsense. Here's Kelly on Real Radio. Kelly. Hi, Mountain Dew. Oh, that oh. was me, not you. Sorry, Sorry, my knuckle hit that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, well, my daughter didn't actually go to a Christian-based charter school, but we're in Volusia County, and we um, came from Seminole over to Volusia, and we got her into a charter school that was local. And um, we, when we went to transfer her out, which I did kind of quickly because I had a meeting with her teacher, and the um, when I was asking, you know, about how this new math, you know, how they do it and whatnot, if she could help me ex- help explain it to me so I could better help my daughter. She said, oh, I just watch YouTube, almost as if she didn't even know herself. So that, that was the first red flag. Yeah. Then once my, my daughter actually transferred into a regular public school, when they got her grades, they asked me, they told me they couldn't even figure out where she was academically because of their grading system. Mm-hmm. And... She went transferred into third grade at like a first, almost beginning right. second grade reading level. Right. This Uh-oh. is uh, this is essentially a disgrace. These children, many it's of crazy. them, are not learning anything. Thank you for the call. They're uh, in many cases, as outlined in this in this story and the one that they printed uh, a couple of months ago. Many of the teachers are not qualified. They're not certified. They never got a uh, a degree in education. Uh, most of them never graduated from college. In some cases, they're high school dropouts, and in some cases. They're convicted felons. They're ex-cons, and yeah. the state mm-hmm. And the state doesn't care. The state has very little oversight when it comes to this stuff. And the local school districts, who are kind of, sort of, never, nobody's ever been able to quite figure out how the local school districts are connected to the charter schools. There's a connection. We have supervision, but we don't have supervision. We're supposed to know what's going on, but we don't want to know what's going on, this, that, whatever. And here's, and here's what you get. A billion dollars poured into this voucher system. And what kind of education are children? you're getting this is your money this is our money this is this is money that should have been going into a public education system in the state of florida 
And uh, for one reason or another, members of the state legislation, I suppose the governor and then the previous governor, uh, you know, uh, Jeb, thought this was a terrific idea. And the fact of the matter, at least pointed out in this story by the Orlando Sentinel, these people, these children are not getting an education. They're filling, filling out coloring books. In third grade. Mm-hmm. I'm all about You're not going to be qualified no. to, uh, to progress in, a, in, a, in an institution of higher learning that has any kind of <clears throat> high degree of academic scholarship thinking that, uh, that the Loch Ness Monster exists and is really a dinosaur swimming around in Loch Ness. Oh, boy. Well, this is this is uh, this, I mean, this is uh, this is 80 percent of the scholarship students attend religious schools. Most of those institutions are Christian. Not all are bad, but too many of them are. When I saw that they said slavery wasn't so bad, they said, you know, something about the fact that slavery wasn't so some hard. of them liked it. That's right. I thought, OK, I'm done. You know, mm mm. You should see these textbooks. Pinkman brought it up in the office. He sort of looked at a sample textbook in there. <laughs> a lot of it is is total is Bible story based, which is fine if you're at Sunday school, but not if that's your Monday through Friday real school. Who thinks it was a know. great idea? And this was this has been this has been going on for years in the state of Florida when it comes to these charter schools and voucher voucher students, these scholarship students, so to speak. You say scholarship, you're going, oh my God, oh, uh, Brainiac. That doesn't no. It's just the state funding them to go to many of these schools. Why doesn't the state of Florida mandate that these children have to at least are required to at least take take state exams or some kind of an exam to to prove their proficiency in certain in certain courses instead or disciplines exempt from these state exams and they made it against the law for the board of education to oversee these schools so when people text in like they are now saying not all charter schools are bad the problem is we don't know the good ones and the bad ones because there is little oversight over the charter school program. It seems to me, all right, your kids are going to a great charter school. You love the charter school. That's fine. But the fact of the matter is pointed out in these reports, there are too many of these bad charter schools that exist. You can essentially just go out, put a shingle out there, and uh, I guess maybe get a couple investors, go to the state and say, I want to be a charter school. They say, eh, approved. They don't even check to see if you have fire hydrant, uh, fire extinguishers in your school, right. mm-hmm. much less a a teacher who's qualified. Now, does anybody out there really think, uh, welcome, uh, we'd like to welcome the students and their parents to the first day of class. We'd At like the Jim to Phillips introduce school? you to yeah. Miss Jones. Miss Jones is new to Central Florida. Uh, we'd just like to uh, tell you as, her, as your uh, child's third grade teacher, uh, Miss Jones uh, has is an eleventh, tenth uh, grade uh, dropout from high school. Uh, never got a teaching certificate, and as a matter of fact, um, she's new to the area because she just got released from prison. <laughs> now, I'm who not in turning the, over who my in kids. The, who in the right mind? Who in the right mind was that? Well, that sounds good to me. Sign my kid up. Sign little Janie up. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, my kid wouldn't go there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, they don't tell you. I mean, that you thing. can, you know, you'll hear from people say, "Well, my kid, uh, you know, I, we like our charter school," but that's not the point. The point is, too many, too many of these lousy charter schools exist, yeah. and too many of them that exist are these Christian-based schools that are dishing out this claptrap to these kids. 
when they actually have Those to kids compete aren't going with other students, huh? when they actually have to compete with other students to get into a, a public high school or to get into a, a university or college of any repute, uh, can they even can they even compete? I, I don't know how a student who comes out of a school like that who thinks dinosaurs and humans walk together and there's no basis for science and stretching your mind in reading math or any of the disciplines. How could that child possibly get mainstreamed into another school or compete with another student? There are no required teacher credentials for yeah. private schools that know. accept state scholarships. Mm-mm. Nope. Right. I, I, you, I just would I, you agree that you're doing it to your child a disservice by putting he, him or her in one of these things? I would, yes. Yeah, I, I would too. Now I understand people who say, "Look, I want my child to be raised and taught in a Christian uh, based some, with a Christian yeah. based mm-hmm. curriculum." Uh, we'll send them to Catholic school for crying out loud. At least they'll get a great education. Too many of these other schools, they're just pulling this stuff right out of their ass mm-hmm. and and dishing out to these students. They don't know any better. Here's uh, Nicholas on Real Radio. Hey, Pyle. How you guys doing? Good. Hey. How are you? Good. Um, well, I was going to tell you about my experience with the charter school, but as you know, listening, the, the bigger problem is how many there are and the less requirements. Me and my wife, we did our due diligence. We looked up scoring. We looked up the faculty. And, um, you know, my daughter went to pre-K, kindergarten, and first grade in a charter school. In, uh, we live in Titusville. Um, and we had a great experience. They found, they go through each kid to see if there's any learning disabilities, speech disabilities, hearing, any kind of vision. Uh, they found disability, speech disabilities in my daughter that we could quickly fix. Um, and then we, we really left the charter school because of the, the social environment that was there. It was, what do you it was mean? not good for us. What do you they mean? were, you know, you get that bad and bougie kind of people. Oh, you do? You know, stuck up, you know. That's that's really what we found out with our charter school. Not that they're all that way, but... I believe charter school... Well, good for you. I believe charter schools can also discriminate. I don't think there's any rule or regulation that dictates if you apply for your child to go to charter school that they have to accept that child. They don't have to let you in, no. They do not have to let you in. No. And so his his description was they were kind of bougie. They were kind of snooty, you know. Right. They were they they looked down at at his kid or his family. So he moved his kid out. And I can understand that. I think in most cases, though, it's not the snooty clientele. It's the fact that they are inept and unqualified to be teachers and administrators. That's the question. The question, you know, clicks and snooty kids and this and that 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 happens in every school. The question, apparently he found a school that he thought was academically uh, okay. Okay, Yeah. What we're talking about is the percentage of schools, as revealed in this story, the percentage of these charter schools that, or these schools that accept vouchers, as they call them, scholarships. They're not scholarship students. When you think of scholarship, you think, oh, my God, it's a scholarship. He's going to, you know, somebody's paying because this person is so academically qualified that they say, come join us. We want you to be part of our institution. That's not what it is. It's just a it's it's a it's a voucher. It's a check from the state. Exactly. And the and what's being pointed out in this story is the percentage of these schools. That uh, that that are they're just plain lousy. They have a lousy curriculum. 
Uh, there's, their, their teachers are not qualified. And the textbooks are crap. There is no oversight by the state. Uh, they don't have the materials that you would even find in a in 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 public schools. And public schools, as we know, are hurting in the state of Florida. And this is uh, this is okay with the state of Florida. Apparently, this is all right. Now we don't need to test them. We need no don't need to check on them. Uh, there's no responsibility. It's not our fault. This is the way it goes. We know people are dissatisfied with the public schools, so we're giving them the opportunity to go elsewhere. Well, that's fine, but there's no oversight of that elsewhere. You know who's a big fan of this, right? Is the Secretary of Education in our country. She loves this. She does. Betsy DeVos loves charter schools. I'm absolutely convinced along the way, in some form or fashion, that people in power love this idea of of keeping children uh, unchallenged academically. Because if you can dumb them down, the chances increase that they won't vote. I really do believe that to a certain degree. She loved these schools in Michigan? And now she's the National Education uh, Secretary. So this is not going to be challenged, certainly at the national level. Florida law prohibits the State Department of Education from asking or regulating academics at these schools. That doesn't bother anybody? I mean, would you go, what? I mean, there's no regulation with I mean, there's nobody there's nobody checking on this. Here's a check. The local school system, the state. They, I mean, you know, none of the elites are uh, are checking on whether, uh, you know, anybody's getting a a decent uh, quality of, of education. No, no, that, that, that's what you get. You pay your money and uh, you go in and uh, good luck to you. Essentially, many of these schools uh, base their curriculum on a tr- traditional Christian philosophy of education. I'm not quite sure what that means, unless it just means, look, uh, we focus on creationism. We don't focus on science. No evolution. Uh, you know, right, we just exactly. don't have any. Uh, we don't. Well, then stop using our taxpayer money for that. Homeschool your kids if you want them to grow up in that kind of environment, educational environment. Mm-hmm. Or maybe send them to a Catholic school, but in Catholic school, they're not going to get, they're going to get a good education at a Catholic school. I've never known anybody who went to a Catholic school that didn't get a good education if they wanted one. These charter schools are, are, are nonsensical. It's, it's, it's claptrap is what it is. You're sending your kid to a school where, where they will not be prepared at all to go to a uh, uh, in, an institution of higher learning that has any kind of reputation. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. You're listening to Real Radio, available everywhere you want to listen. Yeah, even there, on our free iHeartRadio app. Download it now. From- Stephen Kramer, attorney of law, shows up every Monday at this time on the Phillips File. Talk about the law. We talk about this and that and whatever. How are you, counselor? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? I missed you last week. Yeah, we weren't here. Oh, were you was, here? Because yeah, we weekend. weren't. I was. I was sitting outside. Yeah. Yeah. Knocking on the door. Yeah. Anyone there? <laughs> no, I was barbecuing. and Got a couple of things going on as it relates to the law. We have a Supreme Court ruling today in the uh, Colorado case when it comes to the baker who refused to 
uh, what uh, put together a wedding cake mm-hmm. for a gay couple, and then we have uh, Donald Trump essentially saying he can pardon himself mm-hmm. if uh, if indicted and di- in, you know, indicted or convicted of a particular crime. That's interesting in itself. It is. Which one do you want to tackle first? Let's tackle the non-Donald Trump first. How about okay. The baker in Colorado. So, of course, this is the case of Jack Phillips, a Colorado baker, right. and refused to make a cake for a same-sex couple because he believed that in doing so he would violate his uh, religious beliefs and mm-hmm. effectively be uh, denied First Amendment protections. And this court actually um, entered an opinion 7-2. So a fair amount of consensus on the court delivered by Kennedy. Really, they didn't get to the core of the issue. The, you know, the core of the issue was whether you know somebody could deny um, making a cake for their sincerely held religious beliefs, and the court really sidestepped that issue. You know, they issued a very uh, narrow opinion, and uh, basically, really, what they addressed was that the the commission that he he went before this baker went before in Colorado um, didn't handle it appropriately. That they should that they had a solemn responsibility to fairly and neutrally enforce Colorado's anti discrimination law which protects discrimination on religion as well as sexual orientation. They overreached on their authority. That they were disrespectful to his sincerely held religious beliefs, right. and in doing so, they they ruled in favor of the uh, of the Baker. But this is not a ruling that will lead to anyone of a particular religious uh, faith saying, I'm not going to either offer service or product to uh, people who are gay because of my religious beliefs. Well, w- whether or, or not... Will it? Then why wouldn't it? Uh, why wouldn't it allow people to say, "Well, I'm not going to uh, allow a, a person of color to buy, uh, you know, uh, my uh, yeah, buy a wedding cake or buy a washing machine?" So what we had here was actually a separate opinion. So there were there were, you know, I guess Clarence Thomas and um, Neil Gorsuch wrote a separate opinion that that, and while they're the minority, they did believe that the creation of a custom wedding cake is exactly the type of expressive conduct that would be protected by the First Amendment and that requiring the baker to make a cake for same-sex marriage even when it w- would basically violate his First Amendment rights. So there is... Are they allowed is, to ask you when you go into a bakery, is this for a gay wedding? I mean, if you ask them to put, you know, congratulations, happy couple, all mm-hmm. right? And then they make a cake, and then you leave and you put two guys on top, you know, a groom and a groom, Right. They're making a cake for a gay couple is is the only thing that was the red flag here that ha- it was happy wedding mm-hmm. Bruce and Jimmy. I think that yeah, yeah probably sexually. So. I think right? that's they what wrote it came on down the cake. To. So if gay people want to get a cake at this guy's place, just say congratulations or Mazel Tov on the top, and then go on your happy way and put your own two girls on top or your own two boys on top, and then you'll never have a problem. So effectively, yeah, but the one who say, yeah, but we we're coming to you because you're considered one of the best bakers in town, one yes. of the most artistic bakers in right. town. To which is one of the reasons why they went there, right? Uh, because I think one of the uh, one of the guys' mother suggested this, yeah. and I think they wanted him to write something on there. Now I don't know exactly what it was, and he said I refused to do it. I think if you're the recipient of any kind of uh, public benefit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you have a responsibility to uh, to 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 treat everyone equally. Actually, you, you absolutely have that you know, obligation. If you're, uh, you know, if we, if the public through their taxpayer money and people of all faiths and no faiths, mm-hmm. you know, maintain a road that can lead into your business and supply utilities that 
uh, supply power to your business, you have an obligation and a responsibility to treat everybody fairly. So what you're talking about is that when you are a private business that offers a public accommodation under the Civil Rights Act of 1964, you don't have the right to discriminate. I just think now, just uh, just basically on just uh, no, you know just on a moral basis, you have an obligation. If we're going to provide you with the goodies, some of the goodies that allow you to operate your business to be open to the public, then you have a responsibility, I think, to treat all members of the public in, in fair fashion. Well, well, that's that's generally, that is the rule of law right now. Uh, how, however, that's probably a little bit uh, farther down that slippery slope. Generally, there's a more limited interpretation of what is a, a place of public accommodation. So generally it would include like a hotel, restaurant, yeah. theater, bank, health club, store, um, you know, organizations like churches and nonprofits are generally exempt. It's bad business anyway. This is, this is not going to work. Not in this day and age. The you know things have changed, and if you want to go on the record or put on your uh, on your window of your bakery, we do we do not accommodate gays. Not gays. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is going to be yeah. bad for business because number one, number, number one, gays are not going to go there. Number two, the word was spread, and people who say, "Well, that's uh, that's uh, that wrong," they're they not going to go there dollars. either. And Jack Phillips has already suffered financially, privately because of legal costs, but financially because there's been a lack of business because people don't want to do business with. That's right. People will vote with their so dollars. If so if you if you want to act this way, let me know and put it on your van and put it on the outside of your door and put it on your business card so I'll know who not to go to. Thank you. You know, the reality is no, thank the, you. the opinion today mm-hmm. at least leaves as many answers open as it resolves. And this issue is not going to go away. This is going to be in front of the court again. It is going to be in front of the Supreme Court again. What is clear is that if the bakery had simply uh, disliked gay people or mm-hmm. or just simply been homophobic that they that the court would not have ruled with them what the court seemed to what they didn't address today was whether a sincerely held religious belief um would offer first uh, member protection to the baker seems to me that offers a lot of protection for a lot of things. Well, well I'd like to, pretense, but my right. faith dictates. That's right, exactly. Well, I'd really like to sell you this, but my faith, you know. It's yeah. So you wind up with pretext denials, right? Uh, sorry, I can't do it. My religion forbids me. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that that's going to be problematic. We will see this issue again. It's worth noting, you know, this was a uh, a pretty broad-based decision today. It was uh, both conservative and liberal members of court joined together. Judge Sotomayor and Judge um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, Ginsburg dissented. Donald Trump says he can't be. He can pardon himself if I guess uh, convicted of a crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's varying so from what I gathered this morning uh, from people in the legal community who, um, I mean, who were talking about this, and not just uh, on so-called liberal networks. Essentially, they were saying, eh, "We don't think so." Or he can't be indicted. You know, I mean, he goes. Can he be indicted? Can he yeah. be charged? Of course. Why couldn't he be charged? You know, I I think the answer is nobody knows. Nobody really knows the answer to this question because there's no clear answer to it. Well, let, let me ask. Then let me pose the question: mm-hmm. If the special counsel believes that the president of the United States is engaged in illegal activity, let's say to the point of obstruction of justice, can he be indicted? So the special counsel's mission is to report to the deputy attorney general. My uh, my understanding is that when Mueller issues his report, he will turn it over to to Rosenstein, and then and then the, the attorney general's office will make a decision on how to proceed. So the special counsel, his own the the 
scope of his mission is limited in that way. I don't believe that he um, has been given the authority by the Justice Department to indict Trump. If the President of the United States shoots to death the Secretary of State in the Oval Office, can oh the President of the United States be charged with a crime? So, here's what many people believe. If many the scholars believe. If the President of the United States mm-hmm. socks his wife in the nose mm-hmm. and breaks her nose... And we find out about it. Can the President of the United States be charged with spousal assault? Okay. So the first caveat is, in our country, no one is above the law. No man that's, is above the law. That's right. Secondly, uh, the, the, there is a good argument that the power to discipline or to charge the President rests with Congress. That is the remedy to remove the President from office or impeach the President. That is where it lies. That is separate from a criminal charge. There's also a lot of belief that you cannot indict a sitting president. No jurisdiction can do so because it would be contrary to the rule of law. However, if a president is removed from office or if a president resigns or otherwise leaves office, then, of course, the president may be prosecuted for a crime. That is why Gerald Ford pardoned Richard Nixon is because upon resigning, then he may have been subject to prosecution for um, the crimes related to Watergate and the, and the subsequent cover-up. He was vilified for that, and there's a reason why he that's wasn't right. elected. That's exactly right. Now, with respect to whether the president... And can, I was a, one of them who vilified him. I thought that Richard Nixon should have gone to prison. I mean, obviously there was a deal there, right? I mean, we yeah, just presume. there was a deal, and uh, maybe in hindsight, Gerald Ford did the right thing. Otherwise, I mean, the country was torn in two. I mean, the, to the country it was topsy-turvy. It was upside down. It was very tenuous times as far as, you know, whether the Constitution, as we know it, survives, whether, you know, the rule of law survives. And a lot of people were very upset mm-hmm. when he granted him a pardon. But for the healing of the country, he chose Maybe. to pardon Nixon and let yeah, us move on. He might have, you know, in hindsight, Let's, We'll give him some right grace thing. and we'll move on. But at that time, but, I was among those who said, well, son of a bitch, he's mm-hmm. going to get away with it. So with respect to the question as, whether, as to whether Donald Trump can pardon himself, it's been untested. There is an opinion that came out, uh, that, that came out of a key office in the Justice Department in 1974 uh, from Mary Lawton that said the president cannot pardon himself. And that is basically under the fundamental rule of law, no one can be a judge in their own case. However, that is not a binding opinion. That is, that is a limited opinion. Frankly, it has never been tested, and what would happen is, if the president did so, then it would be up to the Supreme Court, ultimately, to decide whether um, that was allowed or not. In reality, it's probably never going to happen. One, because the, con- the, the, the power rests with Congress. If the acts of the president rise to a point that warrant impeachment, then it is up to the Congress to do so. The, the general jurisprudence is that a sitting president can't be indicted. And therefore, there's not a need during his time in office to pardon himself. And we would presume that if he was going to resign office and was concerned about being prosecuted afterwards in order to be sure that he couldn't be prosecuted, he would cut a deal with Pence, just like Nixon did with Ford, and Pence would pardon him. That way, he wouldn't have to worry about the question later as to whether he was pardoned or his pardon was effective or not. Does that right. make sense? We'll take it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, most of it's us are in the weeds now. We'll take a little break. When we come back, we'll find out what you're watching on TV, what you're looking at, what you're recommending. It's The Phillips File, along with Stephen Kramer, attorney at law, on Real Radio 104.1. I just got your little baby Saying that you can't come home 
Uh, don't we all? Tell me about it. Stephen Kramer's our guest. Stephen Kramer, attorney of law. Kramer Law Firm. One firm for life. God, I was just going to ask you a question. just slipped my mind. Just went Uh-oh. in and went out. Son of a bitch. Come what on, was come it? back. Is it about TV or Uh-oh. something or a hobby? No, I can't remember. It's just, I mean, really, seriously, just went in, went out. I went somewhere cool that I think you would like. What's that? I went to a makerspace. A what? A makerspace. What is cool. that? Have you heard of these? No. No. So basically, it's almost like a co-op. Right, so you have maybe a hundred people, and they each pay, you know, fifty bucks a month. Yeah, okay. And they rely on donations and people that are throwing out old, you know, stuff and and uh, and support from the community. And they they buy up, you know, these things that you'd use for crafts. So they have like a metal forge. They've got like three D printers, like old ones that Disney got rid of. Well, they donate it. They've got uh, laser etching for metal. They've got you know CNC machines for you know uh, crafting tools or, or really cool. Really cool. I never, I've never been to one. What were you doing there? I was, uh, I was there with a a, a, a buddy. Um, What'd you get? What'd you buy? I was just checking out what he was doing, and he makes. Oh, where is it? Is that under under the roof? Is oh, it outside? What is it? Not where. So apparently they're they're kind of all over the place. The one I was at was in the Longwood area, um, but but what he does, the reason he spends time there is because he does custom leather working a, and he makes custom knives. So he makes like. Culinary, like chef's knife, by hand. Right. Cool. Okay. Forges them in the flame, hammers them out. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, makes the handle really cool stuff. I should. I'll show you some pictures when we get off the air. But um, it was just a cool. I wanted to join. And these things pop up all over. Join what? I wanted to join One the makerspace. So it's oh, a I thought monthly. You to make knives. Yeah. A monthly fee. Or? Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Not that much. Hmm. Wait, a monthly fee? What to gain entrance? No, that's like yeah, a speak. That's, you join the co-op. No, no, it's not speak. To join the co-op, so you know, depending on the the pl- right. place, maybe pay fifty bucks or hundred bucks a month or whatever. Right, is this is it the same place all the time, or does it shift around? Does it move? Or are these people who are I got a booth and I've got three D printers? Yeah. And- oh, you couldn't move this. There's a lot of stuff. Hey, Kramer, we're okay. in Oviedo tonight. Like Come big on. machinery, yeah, big machinery, big machinery. machines, the lathes, yep. and all things like that. No exactly, kidding. yeah. How much does it cost? It's like fifty bucks or a hundred bucks. Fifty. 50 bucks a month. Some people kick in more. If you use it more, you're supposed to kick in more and you're supposed to, um, you know, try to get people in the community to help out. And Is there a lot of junk there? No. It's pretty cool clean. junk. It's good junk. Yeah, it's great. Good stuff. Oscilloscopes. What's that? I say that right? Cool. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that is. It's like what, what you'd find in the at Skycraft. Yeah. A lot of stuff you'd find in Skycraft. But better because they've here. got big machines and CNC machines and laser etching. That's the second time you mentioned CNC machines. Well, because it's cool. Either. So, like, Music you put a block of, of wood down or you put a, a block of plastic and it cuts away what's right. there. It's kind of the reverse of a 3D printer. Computer generated. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So you have to program it and say, okay, oh, I oh, oh. uh, got a block of wood. And you program it, you know, that particular program. So I want the, yeah. uh, to carve uh, the bust of Lincoln. And it's like a big router or drill or whatever. And you, you start it. And it <laughs> oh, like takes, CAD, like computer-assisted design? Yeah, it's computer-based And all of a sudden, there's your bust of, uh, of Lincoln. Wow. That's exactly right. Every now. one of these makers' spaces or whatever you call them has different machines, right? I mean, yeah, so it's, there you go. CNC Uh-oh. stands for Computer Numerical Control, so it's basically the automation of machine yeah, tools. They might have a CAD program. Yep, they got that too. Yeah, CAD, really cool. I do CAD. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go over there. I'll go with you. 
I'm well, I like to see you have to get permission. Stuff. You have to get somebody know, you know somebody who knows somebody. Well, I know somebody who knows. Somebody. Oh, you do. Okay. Oh, he knows somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, about but I thought you'd dig it. Well, sometimes I like to look at things and say, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, interesting. Well, I mean, it it is right up your alley because you've done kind of a lot of the crafts that they do. I mean, you've you made jewelry. I've got a new one. I may be going to Uh-oh. in the summer. Uh-oh. What are you doing now? No, he's not going to tell till later. You just got a big smile. Ah, uh, yeah, you seem to like. You're this excited one. about this one. Uh-huh. Um, Do you have to buy I, stuff? No. No. Unless I want to buy it at the end. Are you building your own artificial heart? <laughs> You're going to a workshop oh. to learn. Could be, yes. I've gone to a lot of workshops. I've gone to a lot of schools. It's a surfboard workshops. workshop. I'm going to do That's a nice days. surfboard. Uh-huh. I made a nice surfboard, wood surfboard. Okay, so you did that. You went to the. Light um, as a feather, that wood surfboard. You, you think it would weigh 20 pounds? Didn't you go to the. That's pretty light. I went to uh-huh. blacksmith school. I went to farrier school. school. Right? I went to surfboard making school. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you do, learn how to ride a carriage, a horse and buggy? I went to a horse carriage driving school. school. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. went to tractor driving school somehow. No, nah, I didn't go to tractor driving He's school. He's new. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking about going. Anyway, what are you watching on TV? <laughs> Enough about me. Let's talk about you. Well, Westworld. Oh, boy. Oh, I didn't watch it last night. I'm not watching it all anymore. Don't ruin it. You're out. Oh, oh I yeah, like you can, it. You can say anything you want, whether you like it. I'm not going to poo-poo it. I'm just not, I'm just not watching it. Did you it. watch last night, or did you give up the week before? No, I've given up. I haven't watched two the weeks. last two episodes. Yeah. After the well, three episodes ago, too I said, violent. that's it. Yeah, no, it's just not. I thought it lost its oh. mojo. Flair. I did. I thought it was like, this could have gone in a wonderful direction, yeah. and I just think it, it didn't. For me, yeah. I understand people like it. That's fine. I have no connection. So what do you think? I don't know. I'm still watching. I want don't to see let if... me. Don't let me. Yeah. No, I'm not. I, no, you didn't oh, convince sure. me not to do it. I've been kind of feeling the same way. It's a little unfocused and it's a little all yeah. over the place. I think unfocused and, is a good word. And and maybe, maybe I'm still watching because I'm hoping they'll pull it out because I thought the mm-hmm. first season was so great yeah, that I maybe there's, maybe they'll pull it together. Maybe I love they'll... the first season. Yeah. And you know, there's so many shows that have done that, like, uh, like Sleepy Hollow when they had that show on Fox. Uh, that the first season was really good, and then it fell apart. I or, know what I was going to tell you. you know who oh, died? here it is. Who died? Ms. Brennan. Commander's Palace. What? Oh, really? Uh-oh. Oh, wow. The matriarch of the family. She did. Yeah. 92, I so, believe. In New Orleans, there's you know it, it, the city's known for food. It's got more five-star restaurants than any city Been in the there world. Many times. My you know, legendary, yep. many famous chefs. Mm-hmm. Some of the best food. One of the I think. The only place in the continental U.S. you can go and really reliably get good pastries, good patisseries, um, you know, and it's it's so ingrained. I mean, when I was in high school, um, I I spent a year there. Um, one of my friends was already pastry chef; he'd already been doing it. But the Brennan family <clears throat> is is kind of like one of the most influential families in that city. They right. own every member has their own little restaurant, and they all kind of rival each other. And that's uh, wow. Yeah, she hated to cook. <laughs> she did. My cousin worked for she the Brennans. She didn't like to cook, but what Wait. she wanted, there was a family restaurant. She said, for all intents and purposes, this food sucks. Oh. So she so she started going Our to different place. cities. She'd go to the, the the Stork Club or the whatever it's in New York mm-hmm. and here and there, whatever, to uh, to you See know, what find out serving. what great food was all about, what yeah. great service was all about. And Commander's Palace, and she always demanded great service. I mean, Commander's Palace is... It's grandiose. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's service. With, and so is Brennan's, with, with and a, so are all. With a flourish. Well, and, and two different Not degree. always my cup of tea, but but I understand it. People mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. But the and she but she combined great cuisine, 
this mixture of Cajun Creole and elements from fine dining in bigger cities. So that was the genesis of the kind of the Brennan family, basically. And then uh, she, since I guess the mid 1950s, was really the. Where do they have the jazz brunch? That's at Arno's. Huh? Well, Arno's has a jazz room that's on. Um, she Royal demanded. She Commander's Palace has a jazz brunch and a jazz band that will move through yeah, the yeah, dining yeah. area. I'm not a big fan of that. I kind know of you're stuff. not. You get embarrassed um, or something. Yeah, I, I just don't oh. like it. I'm here to eat. I'm here to enjoy. But and I'm here to if you want to play in the background. But I don't like roving musicians. You don't like that. My <clears throat> no, my cousin was. I don't, a, don't at all. I know. I, I know. That's why my I cousin was a chef for the Brennans, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, every one of the restaurants is good. And, and it ranged from Commander's Palace being like so formal yeah. to Brennan's also being pretty formal to Mr. B's pretty, being pretty laid back and making the best barbecue shrimp. Mm. Amazing barbecue shrimp, which well, I make at home. Great chefs got their start. I mean, Emeril Lagasse got right her on. start yes, and correct. a couple of others. So I, I yeah. don't know their names, but apparently. In New, in New Orleans, there are a dime a dozen. Honestly, every chef there is so great. They're everywhere. It's hard to find bad food in the city. Mm. It really is. So I just thought I'd let you know. Well, thank you for yeah. sharing. I've got a few of their cookbooks. That's what I grew up on. Delicious. Are you French watching food. anything else on TV? You know, I'm. Uh, I'm what back. lousy movie did you see over the weekend? Oh, you know, I knew you'd ask me. Hey, why are you making? Just like tell me a movie that you saw, and I'll tell you. I mean, I'll give you my whether I've seen it or not. What I think about it. You know, some of my favorite directors are very well respected. I don't like only junk movies. I mean, no, I, I understand that, but you, but you, you, but you have a soft spot. In your heart for for, for, for B movies. Oh, you know I did, movies. and yeah, that's exact. I'm, oh, on that note, I did watch some trash cinema. Oh. I watched a John Waters movie, Which and one? I've always loved John Waters. What'd you watch? I w- I watched Cry Baby. Okay, all right. Okay. Yeah, I love certain. John Waters. Cult following, very always. small cult following. Yeah, but he's great. I mean, it, it's it's so humorous. Very small. See the one that little mustache? Yeah, he draws yeah. it on. No way. That's not real mustache. His no. movies. Draws it on every morning. Oh my! If he put out the movies he did in the sixties and seventies now, mm. the society would be in an utter uproar because of how out there they are. I mean, the 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 guy was so out there in the seventies. But uh, I'm watching Cry Baby, and you know, there's a lot of music, and I'm thinking, man, just like Hairspray, this would be a great yeah, musical. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I looked it up, and of course, it was a Broadway musical, and had four Tony nominations, and you know. Hello. I, I'm watching Arrested Development. I started watching People it. People like that. The I new one seen... or the old one? I'm watching the, there's a new season out. Season five is out. Is that the one, the first uh, first episode there on the yacht? Yes. Okay, I saw it. Yes, with the, the Bluth family. Yeah. But Jim, you didn't watch seasons one through three when it was no. on television, right? I, I started to and I liked it, but it was just, you know, I'm going <laughs> off in a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> I think that show in particular is almost binge worthy because... You kind of get lost in it. The episodes blend into yeah, each other, right. but I thought the first few seasons were brilliant, and then you know season four is, eh, and season five is it's still not as good as the heyday, but it's good. I saw a documentary over the weekend about Dennis Hopper. Oh wow! <laughs> and uh, I love Dennis Hopper. Yeah, it was horrid. It was absolutely <laughs> horrid. You mean the quality? No, just the just the content, just the, the oh. just the narrative. Badly it was done. Just, I thought it was. Ex- I thought it was Poorly a documentary done. about Dennis Hopper, but it wasn't. It really didn't say anything about Dennis Hopper. Well, not one person, not oh. one single person interviewed for this documentary on Dennis Hopper. Here we go. Was well regarded by the Hollywood community as an artist. He okay. was an artist. He was. Yeah. He was a collector. I think he played he's a filmmaker. He was, from what I gathered, 
re- fairly. Re- he was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. Uh, for a while, completely out. He did. Yeah. He wrote it and directed it. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but oh, very good. Uh, he played one of the best bad guys. Wait. He in this documentary that it's about ninety minutes long, if not longer. You would not recognize one single person who they interviewed. You would think that they would. You think people would line up for that? I mean, wait, who would they have interviewed that would have made you happy? Anybody. Anybody. Peter Fonda. Peter Fonda. There you go. Jack Nicholson. That's right. I don't think Jack Nicholson does interviews. But be that as it may, all these people. For Dennis Hopper, he might. Somebody. Keanu Reeves. You know, you would. uh, Somebody. Yeah, from uh, from Apocalypse (laughs) Now, Easy Rider. I mean, this, that, and what. Gene Hackman. No, my, I think he plays one of the best bad guys of all time, like the most scary bad guys Speed? in Blue Velvet. Oh, oh, that was, yeah. Speed Dennis was a good Hopper. movie. Speed 2 was uh, horrid. Yeah. Mm. But Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet is unhinged, just, was, terrifying. I'm just saying it's a terrible documentary. It's just it, nothing about his upbringing. Nothing, didn't talk to anybody who it's you say, oh, there's so-and-so. I recognize so-and-so. Oh, I forgot that he was in that movie with Dennis Hopper, one of those kind of things. Or even, hey, I wasn't in a movie with Dennis Hopper, but I was a good friend of Dennis Hopper. And you say, mm-hmm. oh, I recognize that actor or actress. Nothing. I think oh, documentaries are, are so in vogue right now. They're I so popular. I do too, but they're so in vogue right now that maybe that that filter needs to be applied a little more liberally, so that we don't wind up with garbage documentaries. This is a documentary that was narrated by his, whether you want to call him left hand man or right hand man, wasn't an actor, but he's just one of those guys. You know, some people who are successful or in a particular business always want that aide de comp, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, just close by, either for friendship or, by the way, can you? Can you handle this for me? Not as a fixer, but just, I don't have time for it. Can you do this for me? And that's who narrated. And it was awful. It was yeah. just awful. I tell you what's a great documentary. <laughs> the Andre the Giant documentary. Truly enjoyed it. Very what? well done. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. He's larger than life, and his, and his story is larger than life, and he's fascinating. Hmm. The guy drank 20 oh. bottles of wine in a night oh, to get yeah. started. <laughs> Amateur. Glow's coming back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good program. A couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. What's that on Netflix? Yeah. Yes. That's another one, Mo. That's a great show. That's a great show. Glow. Oh, it's about female wrestlers. Yep. But oh. you would think, that's not, no. It's uh, a, yeah, I'm thinking that's, that's not it's great. great. It's, it's funny. Allison Brie. It's poignant. Genius. It's really good. You would enjoy it. Mark, Mark Merritt. Points. It's Six. about uh, female empowerment. Yep. Oh. It's essentially, uh, you know. It's a, and Mark Merritt is great in it. He is, he is. good. He's, yeah. excellent. He's excellent. In right? It. Yeah. But that's that's a good show. I agree. I agree. There's a lot. Mindhunter's going to be back. I mean, there's going to be. We're getting ready for like the onslaught of re- some really good shows Better coming call back. Better Saul's coming back yeah, pretty soon. baby. Yeah. No, oh, you got to give up uh, this political stuff. I know. It's just. Oh, there's only. How much can you. No, I watch You're it getting nonsense. nowhere watching. I know. Exactly. All it does is just reinforce angry. your anger. Mm-hmm. Just blood vessels popping. That's true. Yeah, you need to watch some. You need to watch some Mark Maron. Drop out. Tune in. Uh huh. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff out there. That's a different documentary. What? Drop out. Tune in. No, this is the book <laughs> I'm a reading lot about. Uh, oh, about LSD. about LSD and psilocybin and how it's gaining a resurgence in the medical community. And there's an underground. There's a subculture of people actually involved in uh, the medical community, whether it's psychologists, psy- uh, psychiatrists, mm-hmm. and others. Very and effective research for being done at uh, at uh, some major universities. It's it's level stage two, stage three, essentially if approved, 
could be used for uh, medical research, but a lot of people were searching out, you know, spiritual things, and uh, there's a resurgence in that, and I'm in. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hesitate in a controlled environment. Yeah. I would not hesitate. So you know where you're actually I taking. would not. No, you want to be with somebody who's trained mm-hmm. to help you through that particular journey. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for a bunch of guys who want to sit around a campfire, you know, hitting drums. Mm-hmm. You're looking for somebody who's medically trained. Now, yeah. don't and, knock and they're, that. And they're right. out there. Or that you're oh. getting the right product. And they're out there. Or medicine. No, because they're not trained. You don't know. I'm not, you know, you go ahead. You go ahead. I'm not going to. I'd like to do it. I would like to take that journey under a controlled environment where people help you along with the journey instead of saying, hey, you're just on your own. Have fun. There's I, a lot I, of research I, I on no, PTSD, right? I, there's a lot of, yes. Migraine. Yeah, depression. Depression. Whole, a whole bunch yep. of things, uh, particular addictions. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, uh, uh, there, there, there's beginning to be the use, hopefully, of people who are terminally ill. Mm-hmm. Really? The, 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 the research that they've shown so far through these trial studies, 80% of people who are terminally ill who uh, were either on mushrooms or given acid have a much different view and easier time, it seems, making that particular transition. Interesting. I'm ready. I'm just, all I need is the connection. Mm-hmm. Turn that switch. Do a Timothy Leary, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, no, bro. that's been picking up momentum for sure. Yeah. All right, thank you, Stephen Kramer, Attorney Law. It's always fun, always informative. Stephen Kramer, Attorney Law, every Monday on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A Canadian driver is facing distracted driving charges after checking the time on her Apple Watch. Oh, yeah, that'll teach her to check the time. I tell you, she could have driven through a Tim Hortons on accident, don't you know? Next, according to the Prime Minister, landlocked Ethiopia plans to build a navy. People are laughing at this, but who else is going to protect Lake Tana? That's an actual lake in Ethiopia. Finally, Vermont will start paying people up to $10,000 to move there. In other, unrelated news, Vermont is changing their state slogan to, Vermont, the new Alaska. Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app, Alexa Play Real Radio 104.1 on iHeartRadio. And transmission. Call now for person, place, or thing. 407-916-1041. From... Sounds good to me, but let's move on to some PPT music, music for a person, place, or a thing. Now we're talking some cocktail lounge music. Oh, yeah, bro. Now we're talking, right? Turn the lights down low. Another Mai Tai, please, and one for the lady. Ooh. <laughs> Getting exotic. Mm-hmm. Mai Tai. Mai Tai. Very fancy. Oh, yeah. And by the way, double umbrella. 
Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, double oh, double oh I live it. Ah. We're talking. Uh, place your thing. What is the prize there, Mr. Pinkman? We have a four-pack of tickets to Zendata, the police tribute band at the House of Blues, on Friday, June 15th. Go to realradio.fm keyword events for more info on that. All right, we lost one contestant. Let's get it underway. CJ, you're first up. I'll give you two clues because I lost a contestant. So uh, what do you want? Person, place your thing. All right. Uh, take a place, please. A place. All right. Clue number one. Thanks to Brad for the category. Thank you, Brad. Uh, clue number one. This place was founded at the turn of the 18th century by the French. Clue number two. This major port was a terminus for the Underground Railroad Trail. So, founded at the turn of the 18th century by the French. And this major port was a terminus for the Underground Railroad. What is this place I speak of? Uh, New Orleans. New Orleans, sir. That's your final answer? No, I'm sorry. It's yeah. not New Orleans. Here is Diane with clue number three. Ready, Diane? I'm ready. Here we go, Diane. Once the fourth largest city in the United States, its current population is 60% less than its peak taken at the 1950 census. It used to be the fourth largest city in the United States. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. The major port terminus for the Underground Railroad place was founded at the turn of the 18th century by the French. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Um. Port City, yeah, Port City. Yeah. Um. We would know it as French, huh? Yeah, I'll give you another clue. It's uh, not East Coast or West Coast. Hmm. Oh, okay. Um. Not East Coast or West Coast. Yeah. Something on the lakes, probably. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. 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 Okay. Think it through. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that well in school. Um. Oh. Well, neither did I. And look how I ended up. Uh, Come on, you can do it, I, I think. Come on, anything. Yeah. Port City, not on the East or West Coast. It's someplace in the Great Lakes. I just can't think of where. Come on. <laughs> Listen, I have parents that shame me. I don't need you to do it. Oh, I told you. <laughs> I can think. Come on. Everybody's screaming at the radio now. You know this You're place. You're dancing you around You know it too. this place. You totally know it. Well, I don't know it, but I think you might. All right. Let me give you another no. clue. Let me think of another clue. Oh, Here, wait. He's going to give you some help. Wait. Hold on. Don't go anywhere. Is this the last caller? I don't know. No, <laughs> but I feel for her. I'm here. No, she's there. I think Kid Rock. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Ba a ba Bobby de Boop. Detroit? Detroit, you say. Okay. That's your final answer? Yes. Yeah, baby. Yeah, Detroit, what? there you go. Sorry, oh mate, Josh. See? Well, whatever. You know, it's just a game for crying out loud. Yeah, Detroit. Yeah. Or as the French would say, Detroit. Detroit. I don't know if you pronounce No, I don't know Detroit. if that's right. Detroit. You think, maybe? I'm guessing. I would think so. Yeah, Detroit in they 2013. They were the fourth largest and the terminus of the Underground Railroad. That's yeah. where I got thrown off. Huh. Fourth largest city in 1950. Mm. Property's cheap in Detroit. <laughs> I don't call it that. It is pretty cheap. Thriving uh, artist community. It's coming back a little bit. Oh, really? Oh, freeze yeah, your, bro. Freeze your buns off. I wouldn't like it. No. Too cold. No, 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 no. Too cold. No. Much too cold. Mm-hmm. 2013, it was driven to file the largest municipal bankruptcy case in the United States Uh-oh. history. Mm. 
And Clue number five, the giveaway, of course, this Motor City is the largest city oh, on the United is. States-Canada border. Oh, you got that right. Oh, don't I go in there you. anytime soon. Oh, no, I'll stay up here, I will, I bet you. In boy, Minnesota, oh, boy, where yeah. are you? Oh, no, way up there. we're up in Canada. Oh, Ooh. didn't realize. I'm going. Getting provincial. And Jack's going. When are you going? October. Oh. Whereabouts are you going to be then? That would be Montreal. Oh, yeah, that's a nice place. Very oh, fancy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of French folk. That big city there. They had better study up on your French. Mm. Don't you think they might that. speak English? Oh, no. Pack oh, some no. croissants. I got to, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to see any street signs in English on, on you know, on glacé or whatever they say. Mm-hmm. It's en français with you, bud. <laughs> I do believe that's right. I am. <laughs> No, I think you're right. Siri's still going to talk to me in English, so I'll have that. Yeah, well, you're a lot better off in these days than you were 20 years ago when I was there. It's like, get me out of here. Is anybody English, please? We'll be back Mm -hmm. tomorrow at 3, right after the Shawnees. The news junkie with Sabrina and C-Lane. They follow the monsters in the morning. Tom and Dan are next tonight. Eat dessert first. Grin like a dog. Wander aimlessly. Pound your conk as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care.